three rounds. One winner. Welcome to the Movie Battle Podcast. Previously on the Movie Battle Podcast. Indiana Jones beat Star Wars or did Star Wars beat Indiana Jones? I can't remember. Um, Star Wars won. I remember thinking that, I remember taking note of that in particular because I thought Star Wars was better. But um, yeah, we're back. Um, After a hiatus of two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. It's not the worst hiatus ever, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, a uh, combination of work and work uh, got in the way. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, I started a new job. Liam got a, a acting job. And um, we had lost time. So we decided yeah. to just take a brief... With less hours of availability during yeah. that time. So our, was... our, our working hours weren't overlapping. Yeah. And it just wasn't... Uh... So if there's anyone out there in my care, apologies. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, so, okay, so to remind people, this week, well, obviously you've seen the title, it is Iron Man versus Black Panther. So I've seen neither of them. Well, you have now. Well, I had seen neither of them going into it. Um, Iron Man was directed by, uh, um, no, uh, yeah, actually, do, do you want to do it or can you remember? Yeah, the guy from Friends, who, the rich guy from Iron Friends. Man was directed by John Favreau. Please ignore Liam's ignorance. And Black Panther was directed by Ryan Coogler. I'm just <laughs> doing Alan Partridge's shuffle. Of- he directed uh, Creed as well. And uh, what's that one? About? Okay. I haven't seen Creed. That's the one with the Rocky, the, the, the Apollo Sun. Yeah, yeah, Michael B. Jordan, who played Eric Kill, uh, Killmonger in this, played uh, Apollo's son in Creed. The main guy? The, the main villain. Oh, okay. He plays Apollo's son. Um, Wasn't his name Eric? Eric, yeah. But Killmonger was his nickname. Oh. See, in the comics, he was known as Killmonger. Okay. But they kind of, they often do that, they'll kind of, like... Uh, no, they did have, have another name, I couldn't remember. No, no, he, he has his Wakanda name, which if you ask, I can't remember, but... They do often sneak in um, kind of the superhero, supervillain names as like nicknames or code names because, you know, why in the name of God would this man call himself Killmonger? Like something a child would come up with. So they have to kind of get it in there, but kind of ease it in in a more realistic way. So you know, a code name when he's in the military. Yeah. So like was the comic like kind of a kid's comic? Like it was well, when it name. came out in the sixties, and it would, the primary audience were children. Okay. I mean, obviously adults read it, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, Black Panther came out in the sixties. Um, it actually came out pretty much in line with the Black Panther uh, civil rights uh, group. Okay. Um, but they're both. No, I don't think they were influenced by each other. At least not at first, anyway. Um, they just kind of it was like a common thought kind of came it's kind of bizarre but um but uh yeah so i mean obviously i mean i, I mean i'm a big comics fan lean less so um but the comics through the years 60s and 70s really tended to have 
more simplistic stories, simplistic storylines. Like, for example, Magneto, you know, Magneto, obviously, you know, the, the Brotherhood of Mutants in X-Men. movies, right, in X-Men. But in the, originally, when they first came out, they were called the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Now, there mm. is no way in hell that Magneto would term him and his compatriots as evil mutants. Like, it's silly. But it was 60s, you know, comics has progressed a lot through the time, but that was a huge stepping stone at the time. Anyway, I digress. I could do a whole podcast, series of podcasts about comics, but um, today is comic book movie. So yeah, so we hadn't done an MCU movie yet. Um, I've seen every MCU movie and TV series, except for maybe season two of a couple of them. Like the, I didn't finish Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D., and, but I've seen every every movie. Liam had seen none. He'd seen nothing at But all. I've seen the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. You know, that's an MCU. Okay. Uh, okay, briefly, obviously, many mo- companies have made Marvel movies, like the X-Men movies mm-hmm. you've seen. Um, so the first one. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man series. Yeah. It was uh, rebooted um, Spider-Man done by Sony. Uh, the Hulk was done uh, and a few others. Daredevil. Um, but then Marvel Studios, so literally owned, it's Marvel, who actually make the comics, made Iron Man. This was their first ever movie that they had complete control over and they actually made it, not just sold the rights and got some money from somebody else making it. Mm-hmm. So this was the first one. And then they decided to do was expand it and keep it all self-contained in one huge overarching universe, unlike any franchise had ever done before, and none have done successfully since. But um, yeah, Iron Man was the first step into the market, and uh, we'll start off. So it's Black Panther Marvel as well? Yes. Every, as I said, the MCU is... Marvel Cinematic Universe, so they're all in. The no, no, I just wasn't. I just wasn't sure if Black Panther. I couldn't remember if Black Panther was Marvel or not. Yeah. Um, okay, so start off at round one. Music. Um, Iron Man uh, was composed by uh, Ramin uh, Jawadi, or Jawadi. He also composed Game of Thrones. He scored Game of Thrones. Okay. Two, 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 three years before. 2011, I think. Yeah. So about two years before, after, yeah, yeah, before. Um, And I'll be honest, when I read that, I was absolutely astounded. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed at all this. In no way there's anything about this that. But I guess that that probably is a. Paying tribute to him, I guess, saying that he's. No, but in the sense of like that the music is very different. Yeah, it's different, yeah. all right. Um, I'll be honest. For me, outside of the... There's two moments where the score stands out. I would say the score. The music in this movie stands out, but neither of them involve the score. The two songs. Yeah, it's ACDC. Which do work really well. Starting it, and then... Iron, Iron Man, Man at the end. That was the uh, perfect Black closing Sabbath. song. Oh, it's just, I mean, for me, I'm a massive Black Sabbath fan. I remember, like, for myself, I saw the first trailer for Iron Man, and they used Iron Man in the trailer. This Black Sabbath mm-hmm. song in the trailer. You know, the scene where he's breaking out of the cave and he's smashing yeah. the door, and the hang on start of Iron Man's like, boom, boom, and they overlaid it, and then it's, you know, smashes open and, you know, comes in, the riff comes in. And I was like, okay, that's it. I don't literally. It could be the worst film ever made, and I'm already in. Like, yeah, I, 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 they really kind of, um, you know, packed a punch. I yeah. guess you know, like it was when you heard that song at the end, it stayed with you. You know, 
And yeah. same with the ACD song at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, Should they really um, stand out like it say with you? But I thought the music, um, when he's building the suit down in the bunker at the start, it was like kind of a hammering mm. kind of sound. And it was like guitar bits kind of going in. I did really, like that. Really exclamation. I thought that was brilliant. It really made the suit feel alive. The music helped with that. Yeah. I thought that was really, really I, good. I did like that. I thought that was good. Um, I also liked there was this short little piece. I don't know if you picked up on it. You, you, I'd be surprised if you didn't, because you being the Bond fan, you know the bit where after he meets the reporter, you know you want from Popular uh, Brook, yeah. and um, when he's with her, just as they get into it, mm. a kind of slight Bond esque theme kind of music comes in and very much for me it's kind of hammered home the whole he's this suave mm. womanizing overly confident kind of guy the kind of the James Bond thing yeah. you're going for I liked that I thought it was very subtle and it worked very well but I'll be honest outside of that I thought the music was terrible I wouldn't go there. I think that's a bit strong I don't think I, th- I thought that moment and the suit building otherwise I, I mean like during the, the 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 jet fight scene, like I love that scene. It's a great scene, but I thought the music was so generic. It was just like just yeah, so just boring rock music. Um, I I didn't think the music the music I thought was pretty standard for the most part, but I don't think it was. I wouldn't say it was terrible. Well, okay, it's the one the one that we saw lackluster maybe. Oh, lackluster, yeah, but. Uh, but but I still think that that hammering it was like kind of a like a metal hammer. Mm, yeah, yeah, it reminded me of it was really the cool. second theme song to the nineteen nineties Iron Man uh, cartoon. You remember that? I don't remember the theme song. It's, it's him against him and then yeah. him hammering and the that was really song. really cool. Um, a lot of the a lot of the nineties Marvel uh, cartoons had really Good screeching guitar solos. Spider Man as well. <laughs> uh, X Men was different, but that was mm. ridiculously good. Um, but you know the the one that stood for me the most, uh, in Iron Man as as its lowest point was when Pepper is breaking into the office to get the files. Mm. You know, Obadiah. Comes yeah, in, yeah. And it has the most generic, tense music I've heard I've ever heard in a film. Like we made a movie recently and we got our music from from premiumbeat.com. Premiumbeat.com. Yeah, and. I would be, I would be surprised. I would not be surprised in the least if Ramin just went onto premiumbeat.com and typed in tense and knew the first, first one. First one that he heard. Because it was the more, I mean, we did it because we literally have no money and we can't afford. Um, there was millions of euro of dollars put into this movie and the, the, you, you don't hear it. You don't hear it. Um, I thought it was terrible. And when I heard, when I read, it was the same guy that composed the amazing music that you hear in Game of Thrones. I mean, some of the best music I've ever heard composed for film or TV is mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. And this is among the worst I've heard. I can remember anyway. <laughs> I, that's me on Iron Man. But if you yeah, I have nothing else to say. I, I kind of touched okay. on the bits that I liked. I thought the, the suit building and then the two songs. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought it was said pretty standard after that. Yeah. Uh, from unfortunately for me below standard um, Black Panther so it was composed by uh, Ludwig Goransson um, and he's worked with Ryan Coogler I think on pretty much all of his movies he did uh, Creed and he did uh, I can't remember I don't know there's one about a musician or something I can't remember what it is um, it's supposed to be good 
Um, but they they know each other since college. Apparently, they worked together pretty much their entire careers. So him and the director, is yeah, the composer and director have known each other for years. Um, and this for me was like night and day. Um, That's your phrase, isn't it? Like, and <laughs> um, so there's an action figure you'd have to be the button. Just say, you <laughs> if know. I was a villain, it's yeah. like, like Two Face, you know, like, but instead of like, it's like the top half and bottom half or something. Night one is day. light, one yeah. is dark. Yeah, you have a, you have um, a switch on the action figure. You have a switch and it flips <laughs> colors. <laughs> or maybe at night I'm I'm good and at day I'm bad or something. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, I mean, again, you haven't seen uh, any other MCU movies before this, but I've seen every one of them. But even aside from that, just look at kind of just blockbuster movies. When have you heard a soundtrack that sounded, or a score that sounded like this? It was so different, so unique, I thought. Well, I, one thing I did like was, um, I thought was clever, was so when Eric is in control of his, uh, Mac, when he's ruling Makandra or is it Mac- Wakanda Wakanda sorry there's no way to name it um Drokandra <laughs> why did I add Makandra in it I don't know what but um when he um when he's kind of the ruler the, the music changes from kind of that kind of a tribal drum beat to rap music which is what he grew up with he lived Eric. in the streets yeah, yeah. I know that was a very clever yeah. concept to do that it was really showing his influence yeah absolutely uh, that was really cool uh, I liked the way they did that. Um, I liked the the tribal kind of, said kind of tribal drum beat. It was very kind of spiritual as well. It was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. And it reminded me of Mufasa. There's a scene where he's yeah. talking to the Black Panther's talking to his father and about death, and you know he's talking about I don't know if I can if I'm ready to live without you. And he said he's trying to tell him to move. You have to move on. And it was like the music in that Mufasa and Simba scene, like Dad, we're friends, right? <laughs> and we're always going to be friends, right? <laughs> I just kind of thought of that. Um, music. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, so, uh, and even also when they approach Wakanda for the first time, when you hear that uh, advice that echo out mm. kind of as they break through the hologram and they enter yeah. into the real Wakanda. But I mean, and I suppose that makes sense because both movies are set in Africa and both used African musical influence yeah. um, for it. I know that like uh, Ludwig Granson, like he went to Africa for I think about a month or two beforehand and he used traditional African instruments. He toured with a couple of um, African uh, singers. Mm. The, uh, the guy who sings that 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 moment, that um, like epic kind of religious, spiritual mm-hmm. almost kind of uh, opening as they enter in. He, he went on tour with him and kind of introduced him to a lot of other instruments and people to work with. Um, and I think it shows, like, the, the effort they went to really shows, because it, it, as you said, like, it, it incorporates traditional African music with um, traditional orchestral score and then also with, like, modern hip-hop elements as well. Like, it's just it's totally unique. I've never heard mm. anything like it. And... Again, you you, you describe, describe it to somebody and say, okay, we're going to include our, you know, classical music, hip hop, and classical tribal beats, and you're like, that's going to be difficult to pull off. Mm. But I thought I thought it, it did fantastically. I thought it worked so well. Um, like and, and and there's a piece, probably my favorite piece in the whole movie. Um, is and it's just quite a haunting piece. It used a couple of moments, but the one that kind of really stood out for me the most was at the very end when when T'Challa brings Eric up to see, to see the sunset, it, yeah, yeah. and 
uh, as he sees the, Af- the mm. Wakandan sunset for the first time that his father told him about. Yeah, it's a little bit short. And the music that plays there is really beautiful. Um, it, it really elevated above a lot of other. Cause a, a, a common is that a common criticism? critique against Marvel is that the music is quite forgettable. You know, like Lord of the Rings, you can you can whistle it, you can hum it. Mm. Star Wars. Even Harry Potter, I've never seen Harry Potter, like it's still home a bit of it, you know. Classic Park, all those. Yeah, Joe's, you know, I mean, it's classic scores. Mm. But Marvel, I mean, as popular, as critically well received, and as commercially well received as it is, the music, music is an tends issue. to fall flat. I, I did, and as I said, I did mention that I liked, I really liked how they incorporated the rap music with him and his kind of ruling over. But I thought some of the rap and pop music was used was kind of an, it was quite bad like it, I, I didn't enjoy it like when you were in South Korea um, yeah, but that was a like a disco like yeah. it was a nightclub like, there was some music that's not the score yeah though. maybe not I just saw some music that was playing and I just I was like and there isn't the music on the car you know when um, the chasing oh it says music on the yeah. that's just music on the radio okay. it's not like the score I wouldn't say um, but we're kind of talking about the music in general because like, yeah, okay. we mentioned um Joey T D C and Iron Man. Yeah, they were used on the soundtrack. I don't even yeah. know if you would count that as a soundtrack. Mm. I would call it as in. It was just there was a bit of music just stood out to me and I was like that I didn't like. Even yeah. though I said I liked later then when they had the rap music playing with him. I really yeah. I said like that was clever how they did that. Yeah. But when he just had it playing in a scene, I well, wasn't I mean, a like, fan of honest, it. Like, I wouldn't be a fan of that music either. Mm. Like the, the um but I thought it worked for the scene because mm you know, that's the music they want to listen to. You know, that's music that's on a nightclub and that's music that... But I think even when, I don't know, just when I heard, I was like, it was opening of a scene and I was like, what's this, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't strike me as bad. I thought it suited what was going on. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, even like, and then more subtle kind of moments, you know, um, I mean, when you see a tribal drumming, there's so many different types of drumming and droning in this. It's hard to kind of, like one... Stood out to me was um, during the uh, tribal the challenge, you know, where anyone can challenge mm. T'Challa the first time, and they all say no until uh, Mbaku comes in. But didn't they all? What well, was cool about that was didn't they all kind of um, they created um, like a piece yeah, in their way of responding yeah, yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all had one. I thought that was that was really cool. Yeah, and all of that is based on yeah. kind of African tribes and mm. real African music and music styles. And that that's actually one that kind of. Stood out to me a lot, like the one of the moments, <coughs> the distinct moments that stood out to me in the film. Yeah, no, I, was I, that. I, I thought I thought the music in this was was so good, really, really enjoyed it. I thought it suited the movie perfectly, it elevated the movie, and even like listening to it back afterwards on Spotify, I really enjoyed it. Um, I won't be listening to the Iron Man soundtrack again. <laughs> Just play Iron Man. I listened to Iron Man plenty. I've listened to it maybe a good 10,000 times. I've probably listened to it another maybe 100,000 times before I die, hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, I mean, this was... Night and day? Night and day. Um, that's kind of me. I mean, like I could, I could go into it more about how much I loved it, but I don't really think. I mean, I just be repeating. Myself. Yeah, I've kind of touched on my. I didn't like the other one. The kind of the bits. Um, um, yeah. Okay. So I'll vote first because it's it's so obvious where I'm gonna go, but um, I'm gonna go for uh, Iron Man. No, <laughs> I'll go for Black Panther by Ludwig Granson. Um, just uh, so unique, 
so refreshing for me having seen so many mcu movies and just being like whoa this is so different works so well um and uh, i mean difficult times to pull off but he totally pulled it off so yeah i loved it black panther yeah i for me i i'm, I'm gonna this make give the verdict on simply my response to the ending of iron man okay. when that song played right yeah, yeah. that really uh, it, no, it, it, it's a perfect it, it really packs a punch yeah, you know oh, and <laughs> that to me of both of them stood out most okay and that's what tips it for Iron Man yeah I mean to be honest like for you me it, it, literally it was it was ACDC and Black Sabbath I mean, versus the score and to be honest for me it was Black Sabbath versus mm. the entire score yeah. of Black Panther and I couldn't give it to based on that for me but mm. um, yeah uh, but I see where you're coming from again that was the first time you saw it I'd seen Iron Man a couple mm. of times uh, I, I, so I knew that was coming you didn't because it is a perfect moment because even it's, it's the line of the song because I feel uh, like yeah. subconsciously I might have been expecting it but then as the, by the end of the film you, I kind yeah. of had forgotten about yeah, it and then yeah, it yeah. Just, was like oh yeah. cool <laughs> so it was like you know yeah, no, it, was, it, was, it was perfection the way they mm. used it um, okay so that's one all then interesting but see it's good for you because you said you like this because you have no idea where I'm going with these movies we didn't watch them together yeah. or anything so I don't even have even like a, a, a personally yeah. uh, understanding even just listening to you laugh in a moment or scoff or anything or shake your head or nod your head um, okay so uh, moving on to round two action and special effects um, okay so Iron Man um, I hadn't seen I mean, I had, do you want to start? no you, you go okay. I hadn't seen Iron Man in a long time I saw it when it came out in cinema um, and I think I've only seen it maybe once I, saw, I, I bought it on Blu-ray when it was released on Blu-ray and I think I watched it once then but I probably haven't seen it in over a decade um, and one thing that kind of stood out to me that I kind of forgot was um, how intense some of the war scenes were mm. Um Again, especially when you consider this is 2008, and up until now, maybe, I mean, okay, you've got um, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, came out the same year as this, Dark Knight came out the same year as this. But outside of those two, comic book movies tended to be a little more childish. Um, even the good ones, like, say, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, felt... I, I mean, I don't see it as a bad way, I mean, because I, I love Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Um, but it, did, it tended to, to no, reach there, back maybe more to the earlier comic mm. book style. This felt like it was based more on the kind of more modern Marvel style. And when I say modern, I mean the late, for anyone, for those of you who read comics, the late kind of late 90s, early 2000s, when, when Marvel kind of started turning things around again. Maybe more so early 2000s, you know, mm. um, because Marvel went through a rough, rough period in the 90s. Um, and, and it felt, yeah, it felt more mature and it felt more, quite real. Um, and I, I mean, even just that opening shot where, I mean, you have a great opening scene, they're laughing, joking, and then out of nowhere is explosion. Explosion, yeah. Suddenly, suddenly confronted, we are and Tony is. With the reality. With the reality of, of yeah. what he does. Yeah. Uh, and you were talking just about, again, the, the kind of war scenes, the scene with the father was well, shot in front of his child. That's probably my yeah. favorite scene in the movie. I think the most, definitely the most powerful mm. scene in the movie. Um, that whole sequence, I remember, uh, um, like that scene where even when he's watching on the news, after mm -hmm. he finds out that Obadiah betrayed him, yeah, then he finds out that 
where he was and his tech is being used. His tech is being used to hurt innocent people. He's been betrayed by his new, he was basically his father figure after his father died. And, uh, and then we go in and we see the horror of exactly what, you know, war in these areas is, mm. what shape it takes for both sides, from the, you know, Americans selling the weapons side to the, the local people fighting and killing each other. And then we go on to the amazing chase scene with the jets as well. And just that, that whole portion of the movie, mm. I think uh, I was, saw someone put on a comment on one of the YouTube. I was actually rewatching some of the clips uh, afterwards. And someone said that moment with the jet scene was like, that was the moment that everybody fell in love with Iron Man. Mm. And I love that shot where like when he um, goes supersonic, you know, when he breaks a sound barrier. And I remember it, it filled, I remember, and I remember particularly seeing it in cinema. The cinema would be cool, I'd say. And I remember, because again, this is 2008, and we'd never really seen anything like that before at this stage. I mean, I, it reminded me when the first time I saw uh, Donner's Superman, or when I saw Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man swinging through the, the buildings. That was the first time we'd seen anything like that. First, Superman was the first time we'd seen a man fly and feel like he was actually flying. Mm-hmm. Even though looking back now, we didn't see Yeah, it. you see it's... Yeah. But, but at, when you first see it as a child, it's like, whoa. And Iron Man was that. Uh, it took the special effects to the next level. And uh, and in, in a distance, the suit, everything holds up. Like, it still looks well, fantastic. Well, the suit in itself, like, <clears throat> you know, creates a lot of... Um, uh, cool concept kind of scenes. Like, and... To be honest, it, I kind of, I never really associated Iron Man being like a, uh, an intimidating figure. He's more kind of, I kind of pictured him as kind of a graceful figure. Mm. But like, you see how he like just swats people away. And it was kind of, it was fascinating to watch how he just could easily you just... About the, when he first... The first yeah, the, the first suit, yeah. suit, they call it, yeah. The way he just like... Just He's like the Hulk or something. Yeah. yeah. And when your man shoot, shoots at him and the rigging goes back and just yeah. hits him like... Yeah. Um, I didn't kind of uh, anticipate that. I thought it was really, it was really cool to see that kind of side yeah. of the suit and what and it could do. Even you hear him kind of walking, he's yeah, like Robocop. Yeah, Robocop and um, the mountain, zombie mountain from oh, Game of Thrones. I thought of both of them. You could both of them. It was the intimidation, the big yeah, yeah, size. No, 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 I get what you're saying. And then, yeah, yeah. the kind of Robocop, um, the walking, you hear his footsteps and, coming, and to, lumbering to be honest, footsteps. Do you remind me that moment when he got out of the cave, the footsteps? Mm. I thought the T Rex and Jurassic Park. <laughs> You know, that sound hearing him first before you see him. Yeah, yeah, no, and and what I love is, again, it's made by Marvel, so the little details, they know what to do. So that first Mark I armor, when Iron Man was first came out in the 60s with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby making him, that's what his suit looked like. He looked at for several Mm. years until they did the classic red and yellow Mm. suit, which he takes on. I love the fact that they, they brought that in, you know, mm. have that early version be this one the he made in the cave, yeah. and then he did the second one. Fine-tuning. It's just, and, and that's why having somebody who loves and, and understands the character makes so much sense if they are adapting it. Like, mm. Iron Man, like the suit, was... I mean, the most perfect. I mean, literally. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't make it better. Like, you look at the comic books and you look at him, and you're like, yeah, that's literally perfect. Mm. He looks the exact same. There isn't a thing wrong. And again, at that point, as a comic book fan, it, it, that's shocking to you. And I still, looking back, I still remember those emotions I had when I first watched it. Um, it just that thrill of like, oh my God, the comics are finally getting the respect that I, I and many others have thought they deserved all along. 
I never for a second imagined what the MCU would become. <laughs> but uh, you, you were talking about how when he comes out of the cave, kind of or the kind of bunker, and he's it's, it's like a t- like a T Rex. I thought then the scene later when uh, Obadiah has his suit, yeah, in the uh, the building, and he's chasing Pepper. I thought it kind of reminded me of like kind of that classic monster kind of it horror is, scene yeah. that had that feel to it. Yeah, you know, um, or like Godzilla, maybe you know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it 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 did have that. Um, I mean, I, I don't really know if I get into it too much here now, but I thought the the kind of final battle became descended into silliness. I felt it was like, more... Like, what is reason? Like, why is he doing hmm. this? I felt it was more... Um, so personal when they actually... When he wasn't yeah. in the suit. Yeah, 100%. Like, that stuff with him. And when he, when he... Doesn't he drug him or something? Yeah, yeah he, he does a paralyzation yeah. kind of thing on him. And then he takes yeah, out the argument. Yeah, and all, all that stuff. Yeah, it was all fantastic. used to put that, like, yeah, in that oh, scene really was really... I mean, and the CGI, the special effects yeah, were fantastic. Yeah, really, it still it looks so really good, good. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. It should put yeah. your hand into his chest. Yeah. And that even, stuff was really intense. And, and even like a, a earlier in the cave where like Jensen has him hooked up to the battery, like all yeah. of that looks so good. It does, yeah. Um, or do you ever see when he goes up into the air and then oh, yeah, he no, just I stops? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I just thought Silver Surfer for that. I Did was like, like Silver Surfer? Yeah, that's a, they, they remember that figure. I mean, yeah, I know Silver Surfer, yeah. yeah, but he looked like... Silver I thought he had that kind of look, that kind of silver, okay, kind of you know, shiny, minor, the shiny, okay, yeah. Had that look, but the he goes up and then it just... Stopped and yeah. then he just, yeah, that was, <laughs> it, was, was scary. Yeah, yeah, it was really good again. It is because I I knew everything that was coming, you, you're going in first, so mm. I am it's interesting to see what bits that are starting you know, the first viewing because I'm going on my maybe third viewing, viewing yeah, and, it, and it's different to what it's not to me, and, yeah. Like a lot of time, I just like watching him kind of creating the suit and then oh, him yeah. go roaming like, like you go for a walk or run, him just testing it out, yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah, the first was really cool. And then you said the scene with the with the jets as well, like, yeah. all that was really cool, you know, yeah. Like, and even like the 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 um, the comic the comedy with his like his robots. Mm. Like he's like ah, he's yeah. like I swear to God, like if you spray it yeah. one more time, you know. Don't they save him in the end? Like, yeah, he well, does. He the, and, what uh, was this? The, the uh, uh, proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah. Pepper had saved it. Yeah, and, uh, and he can't. He goes to grab it and falls, and then the arm comes out. <laughs> a beautiful callback. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, giving out to him all the, through the whole movie, and then he literally saves his life. Um, but at the very beginning, during like the explosion as well, there's like a little shot of you just see the blood seeping down from under his shirt because yeah. he's wearing a white shirt yeah. I don't know to me it just kind of it was it was a striking visual which I thought you know yeah. as you're watching it I was like yeah no I, I, I it was that whole war so, and then that shootout as well where they started getting like picked off one mm-hmm. by one like it, it was again it was an intense scene and as I said the, the most intense for me was the uh, the refugees being forced yeah. to separate and, 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 and I was kind of glad then you know when he saved the father and then he just yeah. says to them he's like he just goes oh, he's, all yours, he's all yours which yeah. is like yeah. completely what he deserves yeah. you know and then he, of course in that scene he also has the uh, classic cool guys don't look at explosions moment mm. when a tank fires at him and he ducks and he just like he's, you know, he shoots at it and he's like walking away slowly <laughs> as it explodes in the background um, <coughs> simple stuff as well like uh, like the CGI and the hologram like you know, these interactive hologram look fantastic yeah. um Everything or when the guy runs into his fist, one of the soldiers runs into, <laughs> into his oh, fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff, like, was really cool. Um, and then the jet scene, the jet scene, I thought was just, I don't know, I spoke about it already, but I just, that was just so exhilarating. Mm. Um, 
yeah uh I don't think there's anything else i mean i think i've kind of covered it the suit looked amazing yeah i think the suit itself like was, yeah. was a lot of the it's a huge part injury. yeah um and it's funny because before this movie iron man was a second secondary character like a, a sort of b character like I, a lot of people didn't even know who he was mm. which is surprising to me i know you, you go up you know I know who he was. Marvel comics or Marvel cartoons. Mm. So no, I'll be honest. I, I didn't see a lot. I only saw a bit because I don't know if the Dan really showed. No, he was. Yeah, Dan is the Irish uh, show we watch as kids that would have all the traditional American Saturday morning cartoons would be on shown during the week Monday to Friday on the Dan. Um, and they had you know the Spider Man and uh, X Men, Turtles, Turtles Spider Mice, Gargoyles, uh, yeah. all the all the classic nineties shows. Um, and Iron, they had Iron Man as well, but it wasn't shown as often. Mm, I don't remember watching that as much. I remember seeing the odd and clips, the Hulk as well. but I remember. I remember you with that really cool uh, green, all green figure. Oh yeah, which I thought was, I thought <coughs> looked cooler than the red. The action figures we had, yellow one. The we used to always play. Yeah. We, used, we loved the uh, Secret Wars story arc from Spider Man, <laughs> where they all come together and they select the. <laughs> Like, what was it, Bret Hart? Like, new Peter Parker? <laughs> yeah, from the wrestling days. So we brought in our wrestling figures, so Bret Hart was there. And also, was it like Worf knew? Uh, we had Worf. Worf, Riker, and Data beamed down, and Riker. And they knew. Or they Worf, knew Modo. Modo. Worf knew Modo. Worf knew Modo. There's some good fan, fan fiction there. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, we should mind that. <laughs> Um, okay, but I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I think, as I said, I I thought the third act did let it down a bit. In um, even though there's some good moments in it, especially when when Tony goes up and he's like, "Is how tell me how did you solve yeah, the icing I, problem?" And then just like that was a cool. And moment. the one thing I didn't get was when Pepper the explosion in the building. I don't yeah. understand why it didn't affect. Yeah, I know it didn't really make any sense. Yeah, tell me why why. Like, uh, is Tony like, wasn't how, affected how did by it. Die? Yeah, I think that's how I was like. Because the whole point was that she was like, "Oh, this huge sacrifice is. Mm. Do I stop mm. Obadiah or do I kill Tony?" Mm. And then she stops Obadiah, but Tony doesn't die somehow. Yeah, it, it seemed, I didn't get it, it that. It seemed a bit yeah. easy. It was it was a bit plot armory. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'll be honest. I thought the kind of the third act, and as you said, when Obadiah is out of the suit, it's he's way yeah, better, way, way better. more uh, intensive. Uh, and to be honest, it was funny because I didn't know. Um, who I was like, who's the villain? Who's the main villain? Yeah, like, no. be that soldier. I was yeah, like, and then I was like, oh, no, it's not gonna be here. And then I was like, and like, oh, oh, okay. you mean Rody? Yeah, they're the guy, yeah, um, his friend, the black guy. No, 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 not, not, not Rody. Um, the, the, the kind of the head, oh, the Ten Rings, yeah. uh, terrorist but, guy. But then when you see Obadiah, it's kind of yeah. he's leading them, basically, yeah. and leading them astray. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, now I get it because. It was like half, over half a film. Which, which I do like that. Oh, no, I, I it, did like it, it as well. I was just, I was curious. I was like, well, who's, who's the villain? Mm. Like, you know, um, and as the end, they did a similar thing with Black Panther as well, which I thought was good. Yes. Which we're going to get into. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, we go on to Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for me, I didn't, again, the first thing that stood out to me, obviously, is the first shot of the movie, the the special effects during that narration scene about the the history of Wakanda, mm. the beautiful, just kind of motion, almost like beads kind of moving and shaping and changing. I thought it was just beautiful. Yeah, very kind of serene kind of, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was just really stunning. I thought it looked so well. And also, thought I thought, but again, I had seen every MCU movie up until that point when I watched it. You hadn't seen anything. You'd seen Iron Man, that was it, by the time you watched Iron yeah. Panther. 
Um, and I thought it filled in people of maybe I was interested to see yeah where you well, were. Well, happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> I walked in at the start when Lee was watching uh, Black Panther, and within like two minutes, I think I'd answered like three or four questions. He asked. <laughs> I was very confused. Um, very. Confused. But overall, well, how do you think? Just as overall as a movie, did, do do you think would you recommend people who haven't watched the MCU would it be okay jumping in at Black Panther overall or no? Yeah, probably. You, 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 as it goes on, you you do. There's enough there that you find yeah. and can understand and engages you. Most importantly, yeah. You know like, I mean? like, like the only characters that were actually in a previous movie it was only one other movie. It was um, uh, Civil War, and it was T'Challa himself, Claw, um, T'Chaka, T'Challa's father, and I I can't remember if Okoye is in it or not, but it. I think it's just T'Challa, T'Chaka, you know, T'Challa's father, and a claw. They're the only three, as mm. far as I can remember, that were in, and they weren't in. They weren't a huge part of the previous movie. Oh, so Claw isn't it? The the, um, the guy from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and oh, okay. yeah, okay. He was in a previous movie along with T'Challa yeah. and T'Chaka. Okay. Um, I won't spoil uh, for you or anybody who maybe. Uh, listening yeah. uh, what happens in that but um, yeah the, 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 the other one you just see like a guy being like thrown out of a forest yeah. into um, out of the forest into a car you just see him launched oh yeah is that opening shot? In the opening shot, yeah. yeah the first yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was, I just did, it was another image. It was like, whoa, you know. Just... Yeah. Um, I, I, one, the thing that stuck to me that I loved the most was actually when that shot, that first reveal of him in the tree, crouched like an actual panther. Mm, yeah, that was um, cool. That was a very nice mm. setup. Um, I thought, yeah, it was, that was a good fight scene. I thought, yeah, it worked well. Um it wasn't like amazing or anything, but I thought it, I thought it was. Yeah, it was right. yeah, it was. That was cool. Just that shot. So yeah. it was cool. It kind of reminded me a little bit, actually, the way it was kind of like out of darkness into the kind of a bit Batman-y, mm. you know, and how Batman strikes from the shadows. I think stuff. I think probably the best battle fight teams are probably the jewels. I love because the they had the most tension. I think because it was very I, personal, I, this one on one. I agree. I think the, the threat, the, um, Eric and the challenge. Yeah, you know, to that one in that, particular, that's yeah. the strongest. Yeah, I do think as a kind of an action scene. Or scenes, mm. um, the, the the nightclub, a uh, casino with the car chase. But that car flip thing where he jumps off. Yeah, it, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought those two scenes combined were very similar in a way to the Iron Man, where they have the refugee, he frees refugees, and then the jet scene. It kind of similar. It's like two kind of big, and I wonder in a different way, kind of. Is Marvel kind of because um, Marvel have been criticized for kind of a little bit kind of being safe with their formula. No, I don't think that this is that, but I can see how maybe someone might say that. Um, just how they have these kind of, in the middle, they have these big kind of action beats, kind of two scenes that kind of flow action to an action scene. Mm. Um, and then they did it again in literally Iron Man, the first movie, and did it here. And I'm sure if we analyzed others, we'd see other Fears. movies as well. But um, but I, I loved them. I thought the Casino Fire was great, especially Akaya, you know, um, Michonne. Uh, Guerrero plays Michonne. Um, I thought I, it was, I, 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 I oh, Oh, Oyate, I thought it was. Okoye. Okoye. Why do I keep getting the names? I don't know, man. You even watch it with the subtitles on. Like, you have no excuse. Oyate, um, I thought it was. I-O-Y-O-T-E. No, her name is Okoye. I literally go into Wikipedia and check it. Maybe the T should be a K and have the Y in the wrong spot. 
was Nakia. That was his, yeah, Nakia. His, yeah, yeah. That's the that's his girlfriend. Yeah, kind of yeah, kind of like his yeah interest. Oh, do you know what was cool? Do you know when they were um, near the end? So with Black Panther and Eric when they're having that long fall yeah. and they're still fighting in midair. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was a cool <coughs> directive. I, I honestly thought CGI was poor in it. I thought it, it looked very animated to me. Um, the light I don't know if it was the lighting or something about it. Even though I, I, I thought that... I, I thought I, the idea of fighting yes, as you're falling was I just cool. like that. Yeah. That was cool. I agree with that. It's not but something you see often. You know. Know, just visually, I thought yeah. it was let down slightly by, by the special effects. And then the waterfall for their jewel. That was fantastic. Yeah. And what I loved about that was it was it was shot very close up. Mm. Very personal, which of course this battle is extremely mm. personal. Probably more so for Eric maybe than T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and just yeah, it was very close, very kind of greeting, very very um, intense, and the weight of what was going on was, and we did build it up so well to this moment, you know, just how important this is for Eric, mm. and obviously we already know for T'Challa because it literally means he's gonna die. You know, you know he's not gonna give up, mm. so he's gonna die and lose the throne, and this guy who he's just seen kill innocent people. He's gonna take over his country that he loves, and when he and again he's like, "What's gonna to happen to my my mother, to mm. my sister, my my friends?" And he was right to worry because they you know, they do end up fleeing afterwards. Mm. Um, so I thought, yeah, I thought that, that was a fantastic scene. Um, the the tension, the way it was filmed, the way it was acted, uh, even the way we get full. Well, you have the other the other tribal uh, members yeah. kind of closing in, yeah, or like yeah, a circle yeah. around yes. them, like yeah, like yeah. Was, there has to be a winner, kind of you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm just uh, let's see, uh, 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 sorry, yeah, Okoya, yeah, yeah. good night, Okoya. Um, um ver- are you doing it? Or sorry, no, no, yeah, there was a couple of other bits that I'm, um, let me think, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, the special effects just of the, the actual the shield or the holographic shield that reveals Wakanda, although again, that it looks mm. beautiful, and even like the city. Was very cool because it kind of reminded me like it did feel like a very futuristic version of what like see it felt kind of Moroccan to me almost mm. a bit, um, and kind of but it felt you know like a sci-fi movie but also grounded in reality mm-hmm. and I, like I, Ryan Coogler was saying in an interview that like one of the first things he thought of was um, where did they get their food? He was like you know how do they eat? And he was saying like when you have scenes of say people of you know eating. You, it feels like a real place. You know, so often you have these kind of sci-fi environments and cities and you never see them eating. Mm-hmm. Something that everybody does. You know, having like, a, you know, an outdoor cafe mm-hmm. or having like, you know, street food and stuff like that. And it, it made it feel like a grounded real place. It's a very subtle little thing to do, but it was, I think you, you don't often notice it when it's there, but you'd notice it if it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. One of those details. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, uh, you look at the again totally separate, but the, the the scene where Eric it tries to take out Claw and he just takes out the girl he was with. It was quite a. It was like whoa, okay, and I was even Claw dying that soon. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. No, because I assumed he was the because he kind of built it. He's the main villain. You expect him to be the villain. Yeah. I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, he'll probably come back. And I was like, oh, no, he's not. I was like, whoa, I was yeah. not expecting that. No, it was a genuine surprise. Yeah. And I do love when films 
off yeah, curveball, do yeah. genuinely surprise you. Because again, so often these blockbuster movies can just be cookie cutter by the numbers mm. rubbish. Um, but thankfully, this really uh, averted, you know, any fears I you know had or whatever. It, it really um, it raised the bar. I thought. Um, yeah, I enjoyed like you know Baku's challenge with uh, with um, T'Challa as well. Mm. It was done really well, but yeah, I thought Eric's one was the most intense. But yeah, okay, that's that's it for me from action. You same, yeah. Okay, um, you want to vote first this time? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Iron Man. Um, I think the action scene, like this, the last scene, wasn't great, but. Uh, the stuff for them making the costume, the suit, uh, costume, suit, what was it called? Either armor, armor, armor probably more uh, accurate. But yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. And then seeing it in use and how effective it is. Mm. Uh, and then the scenes of them, like I said, with the, with the jets, um, just kind of stood out to me more. Um, I thought the final battle was a letdown. Um, and I thought the... I do think that the in the battle, so Eric and Black Panther, their fight and the final battle like felt more personal. Where which, as I said, with uh, Obadiah and Tony, it was more when they were kind of were in dialogue that mm-hmm. it felt yeah more. I thought, but as the yeah, so we'll probably get into that more in characters. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I, but I hear this. on the whole, I think I kind of um, I don't know, again, kind of I just kind of stood out to you more. Mm-hmm. Was probably Iron Man, not by much, but I think yeah. kind of shaded. Yeah, um, yeah. This one's a bit tough for me. I'm trying to, uh, mm. But yes, my my answer has changed a couple of times while doing the notes. I was like, oh, I, I think it's every that, and I was like, oh no, maybe it's this. And I was like, actually, is it that? And I'll be honest, it's kind of it's changed during our conversation so far. Um, that means it's close. Yeah. It is very close, very very close. Um, so, like you said. Um, so the Black Panther, I thought, had um, more consistent action. Um, there weren't any scenes that I thought, uh, this is, it's not me doing it for me. Mm. You know, like uh, uh, the opening scene, you know, it was well. I love the, the, the casino scene, the car chase scene, the, the tribal challenges were, I, I felt the strongest in particular with Eric. That was my favorite action scene in the movie. Um, even more so than the final battle, I thought the tribal challenge was the best. Although there was a great moment where, um, you know, when he, when he kills Eric, you know, that stab wound, mm. you know, and that move, and even like Eric is like, like nice move, like he respects. Mm. Him. Yeah, he knows. Um, a hell of a move, I think, as he said. Yeah. Um, that was great, um, and even like you know the big you know wild battle between them, and also like you know um, the uh, uh, the. Um, Oh, what are they called again? Dora Mlaje, I think, isn't it? I've only seen it once. It's going to be hard for me. I'm asking my my brain. Um, Is it Dora Mlaje? What is it? Dora Mlaje, yeah, I'm right. Trust, you know, trust your instincts, I mean. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that scene where where like three or four of them are going off against uh, Killmonger. Actually, isn't it funny how... uh, I know you don't really Killmonger is only used like once or twice in the movie, but the the villain in the comics is called Killmonger, mm. and Obadiah's character in the comics 
end of the movie is called Ironmonger. It's quite a coincidence that both <laughs> villains are monger in them. But um, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I thought there was a lot of great kind of battles in it. Iron Man, I thought, had some like really fantastic fight scenes in mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, the, the the escaping from from the cave, then you know, out of the cave and, and fighting and that. Um, and even like as you said, just that flight, that first flight, that sense of wonder he has, and and then obviously the refugee scene was amazing, and the jet scene afterwards. The final battle was a letdown. Mm. Yeah. The movie uh, does start slipping in the third act, and again, that has been a criticism leveled at uh, a lot of Marvel, Marvel movies. movies. Um, Maybe I just uh, skipped the third act from Marvel films <laughs> going forward. Um, but in in I have to say, like the the scene that's that grabbed me the most, the two scenes that grabbed me the most were the refugee uh, rescue scene and the jet scene. Mm. Those two together for me were the best overall, and that's why I give it to Iron Man mm. as well. But it was very close. Um, so that makes it three one to Iron Man going into the final round. So it's it's still <laughs> still open, but a Black Panther has to take both votes in the final round in order to uh, take it to a tiebreaker. Final round, the final round. Uh, but before we go into the final round, we'll. Oh yeah, we do this. We plug. Uh, we plug uh, hey, the we show to, on the, the show. Remember that thing? Um, okay, so. Um, you can find us on social media, on Instagram. We <laughs> to think about that for a second. <laughs> on Instagram, we're at the, at the, the Movie Battle Podcast. Just search for us, Movie Battle Podcast. Twitter, it's at the Movie Battle Pod, P-O-D. Facebook, it's the Movie Battle Podcast. YouTube, we are the Movie Battle Podcast and the MVP. And email, email Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so we'd love to hear thoughts, um, your angry rants. Um, your prayers. <laughs> <laughs> um, issues you have with us not uh, uh, getting 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 stuff done going on a hiatus <laughs> without any um, due warning yeah um, or notice but uh, yeah look get get in touch we'd love to hear what you think um, debate us you know and uh, yeah we'd love to hear your, your thoughts okay so moving on to um, final round which is round three characters um so uh Iron Man I start off with uh Jensen. Mm-hmm. Um for me, um I really I really liked Jensen. Yeah. Um he he's quite he's quite intriguing. Like like so much of his backstory is only hinted at or suggested at or revealed small bits of it. And we only actually even find the, the huge moment kind of that his family were dead all the time. At the very end, of, yeah, that was of, quite of his, strong. She's going to join them, yeah. Basically, um, so he's quite a tragic figure. But I like the fact that when we first meet him, he's he supposed to be back. Yeah, we assume yeah. he's like torturing yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? Um, and he's he's got you know attached to a car battery. Like, you know, I mean, you know, it could be pretty horrific torture mm-hmm. scene oncoming. But no, in so bit by bit, and again, as Tony bit by bit starts trusting him, we also start trusting him and think, okay, maybe he's on. He's also Tony's kind side. of like, um, you know, he, he, he kind of advice for Tony and mm-hmm. how to shape his life. With this. So you know about like uh, your man who has who has everything and nothing, you yes. know, 
which is kind of a oh oh massive so you know, for me like he he is the biggest he has the biggest impact on Tony's uh, arc mm. in the of anything in the entire movie like he is the main catalyst I think more so even than like you know being okay. involved in explosions seeing his weapons kill innocent people mm. being tortured himself you know his life at risk and having this yeah. accident where he's got you know a week to live he thinks and then having to have that arc reactor in his chest for the rest of his life probably um all of that i think the thing was seeing Jensen give his life willingly give his life so that tony could go and do something and and deciding i'm not going to waste the gift this man gave me. yeah well i think it was a humbling experience yeah, for him as well like um so. and it kind of you know, as I said, it, it, he is a character that helps shape kind of everything, very, and, and also kind of create layers to Tony's character. Yeah. You know, that makes him think in a different point of view or and different that, perspective. That's you know? what great supporting characters do. Mm. Yeah, they like because they're to support the main yeah, guy you're following. The movie is Tony's journey from arrogant, womanizing, uh, warmongering billionaire to selfless. You know. Um, Kirk charismatic hero mm. um, and and Ginson I think is the despite only being in the opening maybe half hour of the film he still is a character that stands out very much you know mm. um, yeah massively so that when you finish watching the film he's one of the first characters that absolutely. comes to mind absolutely. after you've watched it absolutely um, <coughs> excuse me yeah I mean yeah, um as he's acted very well and again that reveal of his family that tragic mm. and he's like stick to the plan this was always the plan yeah. Tony that, that was a great scene great line um, and you really feel for him in that moment and you wonder like he's you wonder like is always the plan you wonder like has he done some awful has they, have they made him do some awful things up until that point like I think he sees well, Tony as his road to redemption mm. as well yeah and, and he knows in that like he's going to die yeah and obviously that's what he wants as well so he's already kind of, it's mapped out to him kind of. Yeah, I'd, you know? say, I'd say in his head he was already dead. Yeah. And it was just, okay. Helps him. Now. I see this man, one, he sees Tony and he's like, he's probably just some warmongering, mm. you know, gobshite. But it's like, okay, he sees in, he sees something in Tony. Maybe Tony doesn't even see himself. He's like, this man is capable. Obviously he's, he's a genius, but he's capable of true greatness to help humanity, not, not hurt it. And see, so in his head, he's like, okay, I'm going to get this man out alive. And um, and make sure you know, not, you know, make sure he becomes a superhero. But I'm gonna make it my mission, my redeeming mission is to get this man out of here, and he does that, and then willingly sacrifices his life for Tony mm. so that he can be with his family. It, it's a very tragic arc, um, and I thought it worked really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Rody. Yeah, well, he. It's interesting because he doesn't... Actually, it happens with a few of the characters. That when he becomes Iron Man, mm. they also... Again, he comes back from when they think he's dead, you know. Yeah. That whole thing. They all see him differently, you know. Yeah. They don't see him the same. No. And he is kind of a changed person. And I think that's Rhodey's biggest kind of issue for a lot of the film with him. Yeah. Is that he feels he's changed and he's not the same. Well, obviously, the fact, you know, so the fact that Rhodey is, 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 is a general mm-hmm. or a colonel, I think he's a general in the military. Something like that. And yeah. like Tony's, you know, they has, you know, the military buy Tony's weapons. And so when he says, I'm not going to make weapons anymore, that's that's hurting the military. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, automatically he's on kind of. Well, he says like, doesn't he? Like you need time. You you need time to get your yeah. mind. and even when, get, get, when, get your mind right. Or something I mean, like that. to be honest, like when, when Tony goes to him and asks for help, and he says no and, and walks mm. away. Mm. Uh, and, and, and I'll be honest, uh, you kind of feel that moment of like you're not, you're not a good friend, really. Mm. Like Tony has been through this horrific experience, and because <laughs> he's going against say your job. You know, you you as as a, as a general uh, of an army, because he decided he's not going to help you anymore. You're going to say no to him, offer help. It's kind of that, that and well? there's a real distance there as well for a while. Like yeah. kind of because you, you see a lot of Tony just working in his, you know, in his on his suit and that. Mm-hmm. Just, there's a distance from everyone, kind of like, and they kind of you can see. It helps to kind of paint that picture of separating from everyone that he's close yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. But I'll be, I'll be honest. I thought Rudy. I'm not saying I'm not saying Rudy was right. I'm no, just yeah. saying that no. that kind of comes into it as well. Oh you know? yeah, no, no, no. I, I see what you're saying. I, I think, I think that's fair. I think that's a good point. That it shows Tony's new outlook in life, and he's he's everything that he did before has now changed. So he's reevaluating everything. He's, you know? Yeah, he's, he's reevaluating his role as well. Yeah, you know how he yeah. is. Obviously, the biggest thing with, with, mm. with weapons. Um, but to me, he's quite a passive part of the movie. Um, and, and this is something actually that I think I was saying earlier about how I love the fact that Marvel obviously literally wrote, literally wrote the comics so they understand his character better than anybody could. Um, but I think one of the issues of adapting something is falling into, well, in the comics, Rhodey is Tony's best friend. So we have to have Rhodey in this. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, if if you said to me, or if we re-edited this movie, or rewrote it, and you took Rhodey out of it, what what would suffer? Like what part of Tony's journey wouldn't happen if Rhodey wasn't there? Really, like he he could sell weapons to the army, he could be saved by Jensen, he could escape, he had the version of Pepper of Adia. Mm. He doesn't really add anything, and like and as we know from writing our own stuff. Like if you if you have something in the movie or in a show or in any, anything you're writing, and they're not adding to it, they're just there. Take them out. Like again, I see this as a comic book fan, but like, and I'm not saying that Rhodey is a terrible character or anything like that. And and I think particular when um, the character in later movies, he's played by Don Cheadle. I, I'll be honest, I, I don't think the performance was great in this movie either. I think Don Cheadle is way better as Rhodey. He plays Rhodey in every other movie afterwards in the MCU. Um, um, I think the character is interesting, but I thought he didn't need to be in this movie. And if you don't need to be in the movie, then cut it. Yeah, I, I guess it was the kind of the fact that Obadiah betrays him, that Rhodey kind of comes back and is there to kind of yeah, but I support mean, him. Again, you know. He doesn't, it's Pepper. It's Pepper, it Pepper goes... Yeah, but he does meet him, though, remember? I mean, yeah, he goes, to, he finds him on the ground. What did Rhodey do in that scene? Like if Pepper had just gone, warned Tony, Tony goes downstairs, his robot cans in the arc, he, he, he gets up, he, he literally lifts Tony off the ground, that's it, Tony puts on the suit and goes. He didn't do anything. He doesn't save Tony, he doesn't give him the arc. But I guess he, it helps Tony's path, like when they have that discussion, you said like when he... Yeah, kind of a couple conversations, you know. but... I, I I don't I, I think the movie could totally happen without him in it, and I think if you can say that about a character, they shouldn't be in the movie. That's it. That's my opinion. Okay. So, uh, Pepper, she has that line um, near the start of the film where 
uh, what's her name? The blonde one for popular, the blonde one that uh, Tony sleeps with. Oh, yeah. And she has a line about, like, he usually has me put out the trash. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah, I know. Uh, that was so funny. Um, yeah, so for me, uh, I, I thought she was really interesting. Um, like, she's really devoted and loyal to Tony. Um, but there's way more to her than just that. Like, uh, you know, she she keeps him grounded. Like, she's the only person that stays with him through the whole movie. She, he's, she's the only one that he really has. And he says that. Like, he even says, like, you're, you're the only one I have, really. I mean, you know, Rhodey has, has, has gone. Yeah, she's the only one that's still loyal to him the whole, yeah, like, the whole movie. She has a moment where she doubts, where she sees him in the suit. I think, or is it, or is it later? When, There's something where she has a big, does like she threatens to leave. Yeah, like, she wants him. He wants. She her almost to, does like. Yeah, he he he. Um, but then she explains basically what Jensen said to him, why he's doing what he's doing, mm. and she's like, "You stood by me when I was, you know, making weapons that were killing, mm. you know, so many innocent people. Now that I'm trying to put do the opposite, you're gonna, you're gonna." <laughs> Which was a great point. Leave me. But I think she was worried he was gonna kill himself. Yeah, she she's worried he's on a suicide mission. Yeah. That's her fear. Um, but one thing I really liked about her as well, a real subtlety kind of underlying thing about her, is I think she's clearly in love with him. Like you know when that scene where they're at the they're at the benefit and they're dancing mm. and she's on the balcony and she's so nervous about it. And she says it's because she's afraid her co-workers will think that she's sleeping with mm. him to improve her job prospects. But I think it's because she gen- she absolutely is in love with him and she's afraid one of you know risking falling in love falling for him or revealing that she loves him and then him not you know returning it i think that's definitely i don't think she has much confidence as tony does you know with women certainly not um and and i think maybe also she's afraid that they do it and then it it goes wrong and then their friendship and their work relationship Mm. is is gone but you see her leaning in to kiss him on the balcony and then he he stops like he hesitates and I wonder I think from him I think it's out of respect for her I think he sees her as more than just the one night stand and they didn't push it like no. too much either, which was kind of interesting yeah, I kind I like of liked that, that. Yeah. like the end of the film there wasn't like that whole kind of the yeah the big embrace yeah. and the kiss like oh I love you Tony I love yeah. you like no it's just like you see her just with like he's like she, he, he comes back for the first time and like he's like your eyes are red so mm. I don't get a new job and it's again it's that it's very realistic you know, yeah. the way people speak they kind of people don't wear their emotions on their sleeves all, all the time, the time. They're, yeah, they're guarded yeah. and you know they're you know and people are afraid of what their true feelings are sometimes and you see that in both of them really the one thing I didn't understand is why she was taken why she went in sorry with the detectives when they were apprehending Obadiah was she they needed her to, to she had the security card oh, okay. to get in okay fair enough fair enough yeah. Okay. Yeah. and she had to show them where to go as well yeah, she obviously in the building inside and out that's fair enough um, but yeah, yeah I, I really liked her in this I thought she she, she was uh, outside of Tony probably the best character what about Obadiah Obadiah uh, speaking of okay so for me like obviously he's ruthless controlling sadistic and like we were saying earlier he's more, more personal when he's out not in the suit yeah when he's out of the suit he's way more interesting he um like him and tony because tony tony genuinely looks up to him obviously he was probably he was like his father's business partner maybe his father's best friend because they're feeling that he has become this father figure for tony since his father died and he's the guy who betrays and he's the guy who tries to get him tries to, who orders the hate on him in the first place i mean not only they try to get him out of the company 
literally trying to have him murdered. And, and he's, again, he's like, um, there's all these metaphors kind of for, like, well, I mentioned it with, with Rhodey a bit as well, about how when he comes back and he's uh, becoming Iron Man, everyone's kind of sees him differently because Obadiah has that line about, like, um, you know, I was happy when he came home, but he never really came home, did yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so we can't control him anymore, basically. Right? Yeah. He's, he's doing a different... He's trying to sow seeds of doubt yeah. everybody else. Yeah, which I thought was, that was kind of cool. Mm. So he'd kind of shown that almost they see it as a betrayal, that he's changing almost yeah, in a way. Yeah, you know, because I mean, he's, he's not going by the script. Well, like, as I said earlier, you know? like, you know, everyone else is, like, confused by this new Tony. I mean, the media are confused. Everyone's confused. Tony's confused. Mm. Um, which makes sense when someone's acted a certain way for what 35 40 years and then suddenly they just they, they get captured in, in, in a foreign country tortured they come home months later a different person and start saying I'm now for peace it's like you can I mean you can understand in a certain sense why Obadiah is upset but obviously even before Tony went he wanted him dead mm. Which doesn't really make any sense, to be honest. I don't really... But I, I did, did like that, like, he, at the villain, that he... Because, as I said, it's only halfway through the film, even almost nearly a, mm. a, over halfway through yeah. when you find out he's the, the yeah. head villain. Yeah. I think it's the fact that he has history with Tony, mm. with his family and lineage and uh, yeah. the whole thing with the company. That makes it more impactful, that yeah. he's kind of his main threat. Yes. Rather than... One if of the soldiers, the of the rings, yeah, you know? there, there wouldn't be as much. There's, um, no, there's no emotional baggage. Yeah, yeah, like a personal thing Absolutely. drawing them together. Yeah, 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 you know, you're, so you're, I thought you did right. Um, to me, though, to be honest, I thought the character was really let down with the third act again. Mm, yeah. When when he's, I mean, like when he starts. Okay, so first of all, he tries to kill Tony, right? But but once Pepper has that info, once Pepper gets the the files, and she shows them to Colson, Agent Colson. He's done. Like, he knows he's done, right? I mean, you think, just think about it logically for a second. If the CEO of a company tried to murder, ordered a hit for terrorists to take out the, the head of development or the, the current CEO of a company, he's going to jail for the rest of his life. So what does he do? Does he flee? Does he run? No. He, he goes to the, he's like, make me a suit. I said, what? This is, this is ridiculous. This is I remember. <laughs> it's so stupid. And, and then it's like. I don't know why that made sense, that reference, but it did. <laughs> it did, it works. Um, and then, like, he starts, like, trying to kill Pepper. I was like, I'm like, what is your goal here? So is it like. Okay, so yes, this morning. Damn it! What <laughs> is morning? wrong? To this morning, I catch you acting like in a way that doesn't make sense again. I kill. Do you want to explain that reference? It's lost yeah, when yeah. Michael to to Locke when he's telling him stop giving Walt knives. For those of you listening who are lost, <laughs> oh, but a bunch. Anyway, Obadiah, he wakes up that morning and he is the wannabe CEO of Stark Industries, and then later that evening. He's in his mind. He's like, you know what I want to be? I want to be a super villain. It's the next I want step. to kill Pepper and I'm putting you up for adoption. For adoption. <laughs> and I, I'm like, what? What? I'm like, what's going on here? What is his end goal? It's like, do I want to go out in a blaze of glory? Like, it's so stupid and really irritating for a movie that the characters were so great, the chemistry was so excellent, the action was excellent. 
uh, Robert Jr. like was phenomenal. We haven't got to him yet. No, I know, but like everything is so great in the movie, and then it just collapses under just utter stupidity, and it really irritated me. I watched it. It irritated me a bit when I first seen it in cinema, but afterwards, looking back at now, we're just, that guy's forehead. Yeah, He's gonna like, blow. Why? Why do this? It's just irritating. Anyway, that's me and Obadiah. Anthony. Yeah. So we've kind of covered a lot of uh, Antonio's yeah. character already. Well, it's like a lot of films are kind of, you, which I've kind of come to realize with doing this is that usually the, the, the other characters, you end up describing the main character because they're all linked yeah. to the main character. Because yeah. yeah. uh, essentially the focal, yeah, he the focal his journey. point of the um, film. So obviously we're just going to quickly run through. So obviously he's arrogant, womanizing, mm. warmongering. And, he, and, he, and he's quite awful. Like you see him earlier at the start of the movie where he jokes about oh how peace would be bad for his business. Mm. It's quite a horrific. And, and, and kind of you see because everyone kind of adores him. Is it is that celebrity playboy kind of figure? So you can see why he was kind of oblivious to mm. what was really going on yeah. in a way. You know yeah. because he was having this, you know, it's <laughs> pretty sweet lifestyle in many yeah. ways. Even like on the plane with the. The air hostess, and it's all of a sudden they're like yeah. on the poles, you know, just a life of just, <laughs> just complete like, luxury, yeah. do whatever he wants, and yeah. doesn't face any repercussions. And then suddenly he's literally face to face with you know the consequences of his actions. Yeah, and that was something I didn't um, envision being in the film, kind of him, kind of being thrown into that situation, and then seeing firsthand, oh, this is what it was really like, and I had no idea. Yeah. What the hell? My company was doing, yeah, yeah. funding this. You know what I mean? Mm. So I thought that was you know, all really yeah, good. Yeah, and he becomes determined that like that death and war is not going to be his legacy. Mm. Like that that is his driving ambition, and that all comes back to Jensen. Jensen filled him with that motive. That you know, this is an important year. This is mm. an important week in your life. Then isn't mm-hmm. it? And I think that tradition. Tr- transitions to this is an important end of your life isn't it whatever you for however long i live i have to make up for what i've been doing doing it's almost like ebenezer scrooge yeah, that's, <laughs> you know that's, that's the motivation kind yeah. of what drives me to like okay um, i have this insane abilities you know i might as well make may put it to good use you know yeah. and alter the damage yeah, that i'm really one of the stones people that's ever lived you know. and i've wasted it uh, making things that kill people. Hmm. I I need to I need to, to to change this. I think also I mean obviously as I said earlier, Obadiah you know betrays him. The father figure Rory turns his back on him. Only Pepper stands beside him, and even she contemplates leaving at one point. So I mean I think in some ways he's almost done. He's almost kind of almost on a suicide mission as well. Like I, he he almost, he has nothing to lose. Hmm. Um. Like as I said, like he doesn't have a family or anything like, like so, you know. He may in his head he may have already died mm-hmm. in some ways. He'd already kind of just accepted his life is just um, surface shallow rubbish, um, and like you know, even also you see like you know the alcohol. You know, if you picked up on the kind of little hints they drop with the alcohol thing. Just see, mm, yeah, it opens up and yeah. it's holding the alcohol. Yeah, even yeah. like Jensen says, Yo, I met you before. Mm. I don't remember you. It's like, oh, I'm not surprised to that much alcohol. Yeah. No, nobody would. So, in the comics, Tony is an alcoholic. And he, there's a classic story called Demon in a Bottle where he has to face, you know, 
the reality that he has a serious problem and he stops being Iron Man for a while because he, you know, he's, he's flying drunk. I can't, I've never actually read it. I'm only aware of, mm. of it. I think he may, you know, fly drunk and cause an accident or something like that. You know, drink driving analogy. I could be wrong with that, but I think that, that that's an element of it. I, I hadn't really seen like um, many films with Robert uh, Downey Jr., Jr. Yeah. but he's got a really good um, screen presence. Yeah. You know, he's very captivating. So, so you know, he yeah. brings you in. He played the character really well. Like uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Like you, I mean, after you see him, and especially if we do more, I think we'll be doing more MCU. Um, you, you will see, uh, which we and. I say we pretty much everybody else listening to these movies. I'm sure has seen the vast majority of. If so is he team up with other characters in other films? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is by far not the last we see of Iron Man. But was there sequel to Iron Man? Though, yeah, it? there are two okay. other sequels. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I thought he was I thought acted fantastically. Yeah, no, he was really good. Was I think he he was the best character. Yeah. I know we Yinsen was really interesting though, but yeah, Totoni, Iron Totoni's. Man, and, and, and that's what is, he needs to be. I mean, if, yeah, if yeah. the main character isn't, you it's know, like if Batman or Spot, well, Dark Knight. I mean, you know, you could argue with that. Christian Bale, and also again, you haven't seen Batman Begins, and that is they've already done hmm. Bruce Wayne so intensely and so well they, they didn't have to so you mm-hmm. didn't kind of halfway through so i think to be fair you need to watch Batman begins and i think we should do it because it's a fantastic film as well but um yeah tony is uh phenomenal uh, every aspect of him and the portrayal everything about it. and even the suit as well yeah kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, it has a when you see his hand going into the glove it kind of brings that kind of humanity into the scene. Yeah, kind I mean, of, it, that's a good point because he's not, it's not easy to like, okay, so to be one thing to be funny and charismatic, mm. okay, cool, you can pull that off. But can he pull off the action side of it as mm. well? And I know obviously he's not flying, a lot of it is CGI, but he has, as you said earlier, that weight of him. I mean, that is, he, he is wearing a suit, mm. you know, in a lot of those scenes. Um, in particular, when, when he's acting or speaking, that is him. And, and he does, he carries both sides of it. Kind of like, you know, people used to, you know, we were terrified of Michael Keaton when he was cast for mm. Batman. They were like, what? He's going to be playing Batman? <laughs> but he did a fantastic job. Yeah. Well, um, were people worried when Robert Downey uh, was cast yeah, Iron Robert Downey was like basically gone. Like he had serious substance abuse issues. Yeah, he I was, heard about that. He yeah. was like, I think his career was basically... So this is his first old, kind of film that kind of brought him old, back. The, he, his career was done. And then Marvel, this was their first ever movie. They're like, look, we almost had, Marvel almost went bankrupt in the nineties. That's why they sold off all the movie rights in the first place. That's why Fox and Sony, Sony had yeah. all these rights. So the only ones they had left were Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, the general kind of B characters, not as popular characters. And uh, and so they're like, look, we're a plucky young company trying. Let's take a chance on some other guy who is trying to come back up as well. And the two of them, from what all of them, my God, yeah, yeah, did they? Actually, they were glad they made that decision. Yes, yes. I think he's glad they made the decision. I think it just worked out perfectly for, for all parties, including us, the audience, because we got <laughs> a, a great movie out of it. Black Panther? Mm, the final curtain. Okay, so, um, I mean, there's like a hundred characters, but uh, M'Baku? Which one's M'Baku? M'Baku is the uh, head of the gorilla tribe who lives in the mountains. Oh, yes, okay. Did you have stuff on him? I didn't, because there was only I don't yeah. think it was so many. Okay, well, but show in with Jeff. Yeah, show him. You know the character. Okay, so yeah. um, he's a traditionalist. 
you know, in that he greatly respects the traditions of the Wakandan people, the tribes. He partakes in the ceremony. And even afterwards, when Eric beats T'Challa and they're like, he murdered him. It's like, well, was it in ritual combat? Yeah, the, yeah it was. Well, then he didn't uh, yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, um, to the and, and then he says as well, so to, 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 uh, Black Panther says like, uh, but... Um, you know, it's only important for us that we don't let Eric yeah. be the leader. He's like, no Lord has ever come to me yeah. for centuries. And now all of a sudden it's us. You need help and yeah. it's us. I thought it was great. It was a great line. Yeah, and yeah. and, and it's, it's, a, it's a theme that runs through the whole movie. But mm. he is one of many characters that call Wakanda out on their bullshit mm. um, I was glad I, I loved when they did that as well about what the what's the difference combat how can it be murder you know yeah, well, that it, was great really, uh, it, it, I think because so often the audience and an audience member you're sitting on we're like oh god this is so, I mean like he, he would not stand for that and he mm. doesn't I love yeah. the fact that he doesn't I think the, you know the, the, the writers and director really made great decisions with these characters they're, they're all very strong willed and they say what, they're not just passive characters yeah and um, they all kind of when they're on screen, something they're, they're with there substance for a reason to say, and they add something substantial to, it. to say. Um, and, and obviously, the great scene, the fight scene with, with T'Challa earlier as well. Um, um, but yeah, you know, as you said, you know, um, he doesn't. Uh, sorry, no, am I mixed? Oh, that was in back. Sorry, yeah. Um, oh, and also, like you know, he he he's very honourable as well. Like he he. Like he, when T'Challa asks him if, if his mother can stay, he's like, yes, mm. she'll not, no harm will come to yeah, her. Yeah. And, and this, again, this after the embarrassment of having losed to T'Challa just, mm. just shortly beforehand. Mm. But he's, he's, he's honourable and respectful enough. And obviously he saved T'Challa's life. Mm. Like, he, you know. Who's child? T'Challa's life. Oh, sorry, the child's life. No, T'Challa's life. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I mean, like, again, he could have just left him, but mm. he brought him over to save his wife. Yeah. I mean... And, and then, of course, even though he he rejects joining in the war, he eventually joins. Do join, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was a great character, a small character, but I thought I really liked him. Yeah, he had some great moments. That Those scenes were yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Claw? Yeah, actually, was the one I had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, fantastic facial expressions. <laughs> well, it's not surprising from me. He's yeah, circus for that Gollum, yeah. I mean, and also he also played uh, Caesar in 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 Planet of the Apes movies as well. Yeah, and he, and he played um, Kong in King Kong, Peter Jackson King hmm. Kong. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he just comes across as really kind of unhinged, a bit of like an extreme big be a little bit of a time you know from train spotting for those of you I'm sure um, I see that big be a bit of joker as well yeah like when he loves like the last guy in the yeah. gallery and he's like oh, yo you can go I don't want to kill all of you and then he just let's go and bang yeah that's just like I mean, I guess, he's enjoying it like he's having I mean, fun with it. yeah exactly I mean because Eric asked him he was like why did you do that and he was like oh you make it look like less more amateur mm-hmm. if you spell out but he didn't need to play with your man's emotions. Mm-hmm. He could have just say, get over there and then shoot yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, he, he, even had, he had having fun and enjoying yeah, yeah, the torture. Clearly sadistic mm-hmm. uh, character. Um, and then you, know, you see him also as well, like when, like the, the sheer joy of this car chase scene. He's like, I love this. You know, and yeah. he's like, yeah, you know, it reminds me of Joker when he's in the car. You know, when Joker sticks his head out the window like a dog, you know, um, and a rush from a reminded car. me yeah the two of them were just getting, literally yeah, a rush getting off mm. on this violence this action you know he lives for obviously the adrenaline rush of, of partaking in this mm. depravity um, uh, I'll be honest 
I'm really annoyed he did, he didn't he died. I mean, I thought it was great in that like it really surprised me, and you agreed as well. Mm. But I love Andy Serkis; he's a fantastic. Actor. Yeah, when he was on, and I'd love to have seen more of him in more movies. He definitely stood out when he was on screen. Yeah, like, you know? and I, I, yeah, is he, is he the obvious one? He thought you thought he was going to be the villain, and yeah, then, and then he dies. Well, this is the way they kind of painted yeah, it. Like, of course, he yeah, was. Yeah. But yeah, it was really good to yeah, change it, especially for me when I watched it because I had seen him in. Previous film. previous film, and I knew from the comics that he is a major villain mm. in Black Panther, so like it very much was obvious to me, and I'm sure a lot of other people. Uh, I mean, we also knew that uh, Killmonger is also a great villain as well. So, but I didn't think that he was going to go, and uh, no, that, that really surprised me. Um, the and, sister, yeah, okay, Shuri, yeah. <clears throat> um, What's her name? Shuri. Shuri, sorry. Couldn't remember. Uh, so for me, yeah, so she was obviously the comic relief. I had the same thing, like, she had all the funny lines. Yeah, but thankfully not the annoying kind. Because so often the comic relief is just the irritant, mm. uh, you know, of a movie. No, let's break the tension. Yeah, it's like, no. let's make a joke where it doesn't need to yeah. be a joke. And it's like, oh, come on, can you not? You know, um, but no, I, I, I thought she, um, I like as well, like, she's clearly uh, like a, a genius, you know, of ridiculous uh, proportions. But I love what I loved about her was her joy, like her sheer kind of giant wonder, like almost like a childlike wonder at like at her own abilities, mm. what she was doing, and like when she's showing off the suits to T'Challa, or when like T'Challa calls her, she's like, "Oh yes, I get mm. to go into the car," and like she's clearly this like kind of young kind of teenage girl with this excitement that she has, but then she's also like really waiting, but also like just an utter genius, and it's like she's basically his cue. Mm. like uh, I mean you very much get that kind of cue bond yeah. kind of connection to the two of them but obviously very different relationship between them but uh, I really liked her she's really fun um, and I think also she holds her own in the battle near the end as well um, yeah and then like you know she just other sides that you kind of you know you see from her as well like when when he's defeated and like her and the mother kind of yeah you see that pain on yeah. her face so like, there's, there's different kind of uh, uh perspectives I guess yeah. of her character that you yeah. see kind of, even though she's not like the main one of the main characters no, no, or yeah. supporting character but no, you she, I, really, I, really, I really liked her in it um, Wakabi that's he's the guy in the blue was he the friend his friend kind yeah, of yeah he's like his best friend yeah was he the guy he looked like the guy in Cool Runnings you know, the, no. the guy who's got the rich father no he's about 20 years younger than him that's true yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Does no. he kind of remind you of him a little bit? No. Okay. No, he's in um, he's in Get Out. At all? He's the he's the main guy in Get Out. Which I haven't I haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, he's excellent in Get Out. Um, in this, yeah. So I th- it was kind of interesting, kind of his relationship with uh, T'Challa, in that like they are best friends, but like, he's very quick to abandon him. Hmm. Um, like. You know, you have the scene where, um, but but he does kind of like give reason for it, like when he says how like Klaus for years, Claw, Claw, sorry, that for years his father fo- his father wasn't able to get anything done to, yeah. to get him, and then he's not able to do it either. He lost him. Yeah. So uh, I I think that that's that makes sense, and I see definitely you see we come from there, but I think going from there to joining yeah. Eric so willingly is a bit of a leap especially because everybody else in Wakanda is horrified by Eric's actions yeah. but he's the only one who seems to be impressed that's by that's true him. but at the same time he's kind of seeing what he's kind of 
seeing like what they had to go through a lot of their kind of people yes, you know what yes, I mean yeah. so I think it's saying like this is oh this is, is an avenue we haven't gone down before maybe this is the way to go possibly you yeah. know and, and I don't think he fully appreciates how uh, unhinged and dangerous and a loose cannon Eric really is I think he just he wants he's trying to find the good bits out of it and just make that feel like all of it you know you could say that um, at first but when Eric says we need to go on the offensive and need to invade other countries, mm. that's when you go, mm. he, he knew then what his plan was. And he and he even says when he's talking to, is it Okoye? Or, yeah, because you know, Okoye is his like, girlfriend. girlfriend or whatever, wife, I'm not sure. Um, it's better to, it's better to be the conqueror than the conquered. Mm. And that, there's another there's another scene that was yeah, it's, uh, is that was deleted, um, and I wish they I, I, it was probably taken out for timing, but it helps explain him a little bit more when it's again it's him and Okoye talking, and I'm not sure if it's either after Eric has won the challenge or just before the challenge goes ahead. I'm not sure, but they're debating you know about Eric potentially being king or else Eric being king because mm. I'm not sure exactly when it was in the movie. But I said, but he talks about how he just does, he doesn't have faith in T'Challa as a king, and so that that, that would really helped his character. I think we didn't see enough of no, his character. I don't no, think. Yeah, he wasn't fleshed out. That's why right? I thought he jumped a bit of a kind of a spiders for Game of Thrones. I'll give you a second just to click off if you if you haven't seen Game of Thrones. A bit of a Daenerys thing. Okay, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just that kind of that. Yeah. Drive on, uh, they kind of uh, ch- change, change suddenly mm. overnight, kind of thing. It felt uh, a little rushed to me, and it was probably the, the weakest kind of arc of a character, even though I thought it had great potential and I could see where he was coming from. I just thought, it, and I think the, the part of this is the fact there were so many characters in the movie, they just couldn't develop everything. There is a lot of characters in it, yeah. Um, but you know, um, I thought that he did still serve a great purpose in it. Um, I just I thought his, his transition was a bit too quick. Mm. Um, Ross that's the the, the, the semi uh, um, Bilbo <laughs> yeah I knew I recognised his face you did he's in the office yeah I just realised oh, he's Bilbo as well I was like I, I was like, I've seen this guy what's he in he's serious I just realised I know jeez because I knew I was like I've definitely seen this guy in something <laughs> I couldn't place it it's crazy that's hilarious yeah. I can't believe you didn't realise it was him uh, I can't remember his name now. It's gone out of my head. Um, you said Ross. No, his real name. Oh, sorry. Um, he's in, he's in uh, Sherlock. Oh, it's excellent, mm. Sherlock. Ah, oh, God, it's killing me now. Let me just see here. Uh, what is it? Martin Freeman. That's it. Yeah, so Ross. Um, so he's like, he's, he's, he's very well-meaning. He's very liked. Well, it's funny because I thought he was going to be a villain. Oh, did you? When I first... Again, he, he, I said he was also in the previous film mm. as well. He was not a character. Because well, they established that he knows... Um, yeah, he uh, knows yeah, so like, The way it was going, I was like, he was like, just stay... He was just stay out of the way, basically. Right, yeah. And I was like, oh, so this guy's going to be a, a villain anyway, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> no, for me, again, I knew going in that Ross was friends with the Chala mm. from the comics. Um but uh, like you can see definitely great respect that he has for T'Challa and vice versa T'Challa has for him because well I think he's a representation of 
to watch a channel wants things to be yeah, but also yeah but also what channel wants things to be where he doesn't want to like he wants her to be you know peace among people and kind of a respect you know on the kind of he does but you know, T'Challa makes a massive I mean obviously after and this is a great moment for Ross when he when he dives in front of the bullet for Nakia mm, to, to save her yeah I mean that that shows exactly kind of who he is, who he is as, yeah. as a person yeah. and obviously and Okoye wants to leave him but yeah she will get that but she's pretty yeah, heartless she, terrorist yeah she yeah. is um, but Nakia and T'Challa I think feel like they both think like we got we gotta save this mm. guy because they know they can Mm-hmm. And he's literally just given his life to save so, one of their people, yeah. but it is a huge moment because he is, as far as I can tell from the movie, the first non-Wakandan, definitely actually the first white man mm. who was invited into Wakanda. We know Claw got in there, but he snuck in through the help of uh, T'Challa's uncle, Eric's father. Earlier, you know, we know that you know mm. that story. But um, he's the first one that, that's invited in. And that's a huge moment for Wakanda in general. Yeah. Um, and it's a decision that they didn't take lightly. Yeah. Um, so it, it, that showed kind of the, the fact that T'Challa was willing to kind of start bending the traditional way of Wakanda there. Which makes sense with because he's told, I don't know what going on to there, but he's told kind of to not be defined by previous rulers yes. and find your own way. Yeah, so yeah. again, he's kind of tweaking things. Yes. You yeah. know. Um, but I, that said, all of that said, and I like Ross, he, a little bit like Rhodey, if you took him out, would the story collapse? I think he, like the sister... Is a bit of comic relief as well. He has kind he of humorous lines. Well. He does bring some humor as well. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, literally structurally regarding mm. the story, does he do? I mean, I know he stopped the weapons, but you know that could have been um, Okoya or Nakia could have been in in that ship and stopped the weapons. I liked it. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't like. It. I, I think I love Martin Freeman. He's an excellent actor, and I thought he was really good in the film. Mm. Just when the film is this jam packed and you're trying to develop characters as much as possible you have to be ruthless like what do they always say kill your kill your face unless you do two films well that's it mm. um, and the second one literally was announced tonight oh. <laughs> well I think they already done it but they announced kind of a new graphic now oh well I'll go, I'll go on to it in a little bit because you probably don't even know yet but I'll go it makes sense in a minute what I'm going to say <laughs> everybody else probably knows what I'm about to say but maybe not um, but yeah I like Ross but I, I, I again not as much as Rhodey but I thought maybe he could have been removed and the film could have, would not have lost. Mm. I mean, it would, certainly structurally, uh, he would have lost from his presence because he's a great actor and uh, great humour. Um, but I think it would have lost, it wouldn't have lost structurally from it. Um, Okoye? Yeah, that's it. Heartless. Yeah, yeah, she is, uh, uh, like, she, she, she's, uh, Joe, she reminds she's like a Klingon. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what I like really liked was that she was still willing to uh, work under Eric's rule, yeah. Because that's the way the she law is. is she's one hundred percent. Yes, the way. Even though she, even though she was heartbroken and, by uh, I'm sure what happened. Her, uh, T'Challa as a friend, yeah. yeah. And 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 I'm sure you know loves Shuri and uh, you know and uh, uh, her mother and everyone. Um, he she. Um, is strong to her ideals mm. and she is well she like she'll kill her like she says to her boyfriend like yeah. i'll kill you for my beliefs yeah like no yeah. hesitation she like. has no hesitation i mean she yeah. I mean, but they are that is her and the others they are war elite mm. warriors 
the, the, I think they were kind of inspired a bit by the Amazonian warriors of Greek mm. legend. Um, Do you think she got the role because of Michonne? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that's not the bad thing I don't think she has anything else except for that. that I mean, I that, that well known anyway. I mean, yeah. obviously, she's done other stuff, but when she wore a wig, though, you I was like, Oh, there's Michelle. You didn't even recognize her. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. <laughs> she's I, hilarious no, so when she wore a wig, I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Michelle, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of the wig, I love that scene where she throws the wig to yeah. start off the fight. Yeah. Like, the second she can take it off, she does. Yeah. You know, like, once her cover is blown, like, well, get, not me, get this crap yeah. off me anyway. It's like a school bag. You know, <laughs> yeah, from exactly. school. Yeah. Um, but I think also, as well, like, she has her kind of, the tattoos on her head. I think they're, they'll probably have a cultural significance. And she's having mm. to cover up herself, who she is, to fit in with this society. Mm. It doesn't she want, she enjoys doing I think I think there's definitely an allegory there for how black women have often had to kind of like wear wigs or kind of they often straighten their hair because mm. because if they had to wear hair natural like an afro yeah it, people would say it's messy or unkempt mm. or you yeah. know and they've had to deal with that and obviously this is written by directed by black people they know culturally you know some of the social issues they've faced I think that's why Marvel do stuff like hiring people of a culture to write a character accurately mm. um, and, and it shows here even though obviously we're both white guys from Ireland and not exactly you know uh, uh, very much in the know of either African culture or uh, American culture so from like movies and TVs Fresh but, Prince <laughs> yeah <laughs> Prince. But, but you can see even from an outsider not having lived those experiences you can see oh they really kind of hit it yeah. nailed head. like even even like kind of with some of the just some of the kind of the the drumbeat kind of stuff I really had captured a kind of uh, African culture like you see a lot of the, like when we watch football a lot of the footballers you see even even, yeah, in, their, like, even in their celebrations like the kind of the Zelas in, in the World yeah, Cup in yeah. like you, you really kind of you can see it captured that a whole thing yeah, kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. they feel authentic that, kind of, that, like, that, in that, a in a fic- in a supernatural world. Yes, you know? absolutely. But then uh, even not just also that as well, but, and, and the clothing and the costumes, but also then the, the issues they face and the struggles mm, yeah. they you know, yeah. share. And um, yeah, no, there was a lot of layers to this. You know, it really, really was very well written. And I think that's an element where it, it came out well. Um, and as we said, she's, you know, she's very conflicted, you know, about her loyalty. Um, and she has some great fight scenes. Like the fights, I love the fight scene in the casino where she's like fighting at the top and transitions down. I think that's pretty She's like a kind of spear thing, isn't she? Mm, it's yeah, her signature yeah, weapon. Yeah. And then also when she throws it through the car and it flips. Mm. And, yeah, she's got some really good. And there was those, um, was it, um, those giant kind of rhinos. Yeah. But they know her. Yeah, like, so yeah, it yeah. just stops. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it licks, him, <laughs> licks her in the face. Yeah. Um, okay, it's not work. Yeah, no. And, and the only thing really kind of issue I had with her, and I like that also the fact that she is ruthless. She is mm. very different to say Nakia. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she you doesn't know, go off there's so many like, characters yeah. in it and like, and both of them are kind of like, they're different types of warriors, but both of them will be able to fight. Both of them are, you know, really close to the challenge in different ways obviously but and there was a risk there maybe I think with a worse writer that they would feel very similar but they don't at all they feel very distinct well-written mm. characters and I like the fact that she's very different you know but also um, I by the one thing I, did, I thought and again it's down to timing 
I wish her and Maccabi's relationship could have been developed more because mm. it's very undercooked. It kind of it's there kind of and then it goes there, away and then at the end it's like, like oh, oh yeah, yeah they're yeah. together. Like, yeah. Yeah you just You feel like there's a couple of scenes There should have been a couple of It could have been scenes. two or three scenes yeah. with them. Yeah. But then obviously the hours two minutes two yeah. hours twelve already as it is mm. so you, you can see why they can't but maybe yeah I don't know. Who's next? Uh, Nakia. She's the moral compass for him. Yes. You know, um, she guides him basically into how she, how to become massively. the person he has to become. Massively so. You know, she's as you say, she's almost like she's almost Jensen to him in some ways. Mm, yeah. Um. He she makes him realize kind of where he's going wrong and where Wakanda has gone wrong, mm-hmm. and even by the fact that like she's kind well, of a guide, kind of. A she role. is, but also she's also kind of. She's been carving her own path, like well, that's the thing. She, yeah, because she doesn't want to. Just want to be the queen. Yeah, stay with him. She wants to do her own thing and be active and and involved and help her own work. Yeah, Yeah, and become influence people in a in a way. She's not happy to just stay at home doing. doing Yeah, the him of his path, and I'll just kind of go along for the ride. Look after the kids, maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. She she very much Mm. cares and wants to be involved. Um, uh. You know, obviously, here saving the you know the uh, trafficked people at the start, mm. and you know you can see why she wants to be out there and involved. Mm. Um, I also like the fact that, like again, comparing her to uh, Okoye, is like she doesn't for a second, you know, think about uh, um, honoring the throne and working with Eric. She's like, no, and, and she's like, it's like you go, you go, you would fight against your your country, and I would fight for my country. Mm. Um, and you see the difference in them straight away, and and just Akoya gets there eventually when she does eventually mm-hmm. turn against Eric. She sees what he's doing. She finally can't take it anymore. But for for Nakia, it's like no, there's there's no uh or Nakia, Nakia. I'm not sure. Nakia. Yeah. So I'm saying Nakia. Yeah, Nakia. <laughs> um. Probably is Nakia. Probably is. And she also saved the child as well by sneaking out the flower as well. Yeah, that um, was very important. That yeah, she I mean, literally saved his life. You know, at the, at the time she was trying to give it to Mbaku, mm. so he be someone would be able to take on uh, uh, Merrick. But um, speaking of Eric, yeah, um, so did not expect Eric to emerge as the main villain. <laughs> I thought he was going to be the sidekick. You know, really? that's when in the start yeah, of the film, know, I was like, he's going to be a sidekick. Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd be like. Um, so you're going to die hard who like is the operations guy? Yeah. Like that kind of guy, you know. <laughs> and not because he's black. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Eric for me is the most interesting character in the film. Yeah, I agree. Um like, he's angry, passionate. But if you see it from his point oh, of view, like where he like, he totally, comes from the best can, villains yeah. have genuinely um, convincing arguments like up to a point and and he lives in a world where he experienced hell you know like, compared to what they had like massive. you know I mean like, I, I have a little later but I'm talking about like um, when they in that battle and you know um, like T'Challa T'Challa has had a life of luxury and mm. privilege well he said doesn't he says like about like Joe Nice and comfortable up there if you hasn't yeah. it? You know, like, you have no idea what it was really like. And I feel like in that battle, like Eric has been training pretty much every day of his life mm. from when his father died for this moment. moment yeah. T'Challa has been training as well, but I think like T'Challa, Jonah kind of reminds me of a bit, was Rocky and Apollo. 
Mm. And which is back to the creed because uh, Eric um, is played by Michael B. Jordan who mm. plays Creed's son <laughs> in, in, in Creed. Um, Except he's Rocky here in this analogy. He's Rocky in this analogy. Yeah, yeah. And, and T'Challa is, is, is a Creed. But even maybe even a better analogy would be he is uh, Clubber Lang and T'Challa is Rocky, Rocky in yeah. Rocky 3. Yeah. Kind of coasting, coasting somewhat. Yeah. He doesn't. He's like okay. He had a Baku's challenge, mm. but he keeps like, oh yeah, yeah. It's going. I'm going to be the king. Blah blah blah. And then it's like, no, this guy who really wants it mm. comes up. What are you going to do now? So the picture of like <laughs> yeah, after after Eric won, he's like, hey, 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 I'm talking about the best of all. Hey, 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 hey. You're <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad he didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that he won the fight fair and square. Yeah, that I, absolutely. I was like, oh, wow. I was like... Cause no was, cheating. Yeah. And, he, and he even... Um, what's his name? Uh, is it uh, Zuri? Is it Zuri? Tries to interfere. Zuri. Zuri comes in against the rules, yeah. saves the child's life, and he, and he kills Zuri. Mm. And I think justifiably so. Mm. You don't get involved in this. Yeah. Like, this is a battle between two people at by law. And you're jumping in, mm. um, and no, and then, and then you know, obviously, then he just throws him off the off the, mm. the waterfall. But yeah, he, he was just better. Mm. That was it. Again, going, we often re- reference wrestling, but it's like when the villain you know, wins clean, gets a clean win over the, <laughs> over over the face. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I mean, it, it makes it feel more real. Yeah. And 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 this was something that yeah, I was just like, yeah, oh, he he take out me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect example isn't it? Yeah. he deserved to win and he did um, yeah I, I mean you look also as well like, I mean you, you feel the pain you know that he carries he's carrying the weight of, of a people mm. on his back the anger of a people on his back that's st- that all stemmed like that's the backbone of that all then is, is his father as well yeah. like yeah, to, his, to him, like his father was murdered. Well, he was. Like, what's, in, in he a way, but yeah, like that. Well, maybe not. There's some self defense there, but but like you know, from his point of view, yeah. it's like what was he else supposed to think? Like, but you know what? For me, kind of sealed my kind of a real appreciation for him was when he did the ritual and he goes to the afterlife and his father isn't with the ancestors. His father is in a version of the apartment mm. where he was killed. Yeah. And like, and he says to his son, I guess, like you know, like, you know, we're not, we're, we're not welcome. Even now, we're not welcome. Mm. Like, you know, T'Challa goes to all the ancient ancestors mm. and speaks to his father, his father who abandoned his own nephew, mm. killed his brother. I mean, did he have to kill him? I don't think so. Mm. Um, you know, I think his father definitely was wrong. I think Wakanda was wrong, and I love the fact that the villain is is right in calling them out. Like, they were wrong. Mm. They stood by. Like, in the opening animation, there was something earlier, but I loved it. You see the people, the slaves, be moving onto the ships. Mm. And Wakanda stood by. They looked after themselves. Um, and you can understand the anger. Uh, and I love the fact that they, they brought that in front and centre. You know, so often, as I said, you know, logic... You kind of, you just go, oh, look, just, it's fine. You know, it's a blockbuster movie. Mm. It's about enjoying and having, you know, fun. Don't worry about it. But they're like, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, this should make people angry. It may, you know, and it does. Yeah, it did. It, it's that thing where like, you, I was siding with him at times. Yeah. You know, totally to an extent, I was like, I was like, yeah. He reminds, you, he reminds me of Magneto. He reminds you a lot of Magneto. 
in that um you know Magneto because the mutants are treated like crap yeah, yeah. And, and murdered um mm. regularly murdered just for being mutants mm. no other reason and um, but also in the fact that then he his anger leads to extreme violence mm. and and as T'Challa says to him and as Xavier often said to Magneto you end up becoming what, what you, you hate yeah end up becoming we radicalized by it all yeah but you can totally see and believe why, why he got yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was about to but we'll get to that in T'Challa. But um, yeah, I, I thought the performance was fantastic. I thought the character was mm. fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. Really, really good, yeah. Um, the main man. Yeah. So. Uh, I, for me, I feel like there's there's like guilt and mm. and pressure to follow yeah. his father yeah. guilt in that like his father died on his watch kind of because he says like you couldn't yes. even protect your father yeah. so how are you supposed to be able to if you've seen Civil War yeah. which you're supposed to have mm. had you see that death okay and it's you know you feel his pain so you, we very much know but I suppose this is a proof that you didn't need to have seen it to get that weight which is great mm. Because I, I, you know, I, I was a little conscious of maybe ruining this for you by throwing you in at the deep end. You know, I don't know what fifteen movies into the MCU story, but I, I, I felt it was pretty self-contained. But anyway, go on. No, so, well, I, I think like death. He's trying to deal with death is a big thing for him. So because he's trying to talk to his father, he's like I'm not ready. Uh, I was like I'm not ready for. I'm not ready to be without you. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of that moving on, and again, it comes back to what. Nakia says about like you can't keep looking back at previous rulers you got to find your own way yeah she says that and, and but he, not... he doesn't for a while no like, even, though, even though he starts questioning like for example by bringing Ross to Wakanda mm. but like the one for me that really kind of um, like he's very he's very black and white I think and then Eric starts presenting a lot of grey questions mm. and he doesn't have an answer for them and I think where he's very much his father's son and then Eric arrives and Eric says ask me my name ask me my name and he turns his back he walks away and he orders mm. his guards to take him out he he knows who Eric is he mm. knows he's his first cousin his, his, his uncle's son he knows he's very much entitled to challenge and very much entitled to be there he's Wakandan and he doesn't he turns it back like his father did. And I, and that is a very human moment. Mm. It was a moment of, of utter weakness. And and Eric is totally right in being angry again at that. Now, I know I think Eric takes his anger to a place that, that we wouldn't agree with, but you very much see why he's angry. And again, Wakanda is turn, literally turning we, its back on him. And we see how he's different, Eric, in that, in that like, he does spare... Um, the life of us, the 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 guy he has the first duel with. Oh, Baku. Yeah, that like you. Oh know. yeah, I'm not saying that uh, T'Challa is a villain. I know you're not. I think he's. I, I, I'm just kind of. Okay, it's yeah. kind of. I guess just commenting on other areas. Yeah. Of the character, where he's different to Eric, and also that like he takes Eric to see, um, during the on the mountain, yeah. you know, to because yeah. he said his father promised him. Yeah, to it, see it, it. It's a beautiful. So it's like. I, I I don't mean because he leaves his family like yeah. so he doesn't he hates the situation more than he hates Eric and then <coughs> part of him absolutely. can see why Eric is so I think that's why yeah. you know yeah I, I think that is part I mean like because he did, tells his father he was wrong you know he, he does he, he confronts does, him and yeah. tells him that but he still is unsure himself mm. of how to take steps and it, it's a great example of a, of a of a character that's that's unsure that's making poor decisions but but 
for the wrong decisions, for mm. the wrong reasons as well. Like, and he has to get the courage, as Nakia says to him, mm. to be his own man. And even mm. his father says to him, "Like you're a good man, mm. almost too good. It's hard to be a king and a good man." Mm. And yeah, that has to be ruthless. Which sets up the yeah. whole movie that T'Challa is in some ways too good. He, he's very pure of a character, even yeah. though I do think that he. He had a moment of extreme weakness when he turned his back on Eric. He should have spoken his name because well, he didn't even need to know his name, but he knew that he was. Uh, I, I knew you could see kind of why he wants Nakia to be there with him as well because like he's after losing his father, so yeah. he doesn't want to lose someone else that's no, close to him. And that again is another kind of very human yeah. kind of uh, you know reaction in the, of the situation that yeah. he's finding himself in. Yeah, and and you see uh, like when. After defeating Eric and becoming Black Panther again and, and becoming the king again, you see the impact that Eric had on him. Mm. Uh, in that he, I think he's the catalyst. Even though uh, Nakia, I'm sure, well, no, because he even surprises her with the revelation. I think that's very much inspired by Eric, where he goes to, I mean, obviously inspired by his uncle and Eric. He goes to the building where their mm. uncle died. He buys that building and he turns that in, in from a symbol of the weakness of Wakanda into the future strength mm. of Wakanda and its outreach. Yeah, that was, and, that, that was cool. And at the, the child end, at the yeah. end is clearly, he he is, he could be a future Eric. Mm. And he wants to stop that happening, from happening to yeah. more black children, yeah. to more vulnerable children. Um, and that's obviously his great tribute to Eric. And you see that, I mean, it's not stated, but I think it's clear that that is a tribute to Eric. Mm. In that he, he, and as I said, he, he asked those great questions and this is his answer to one of those questions. And, and the answer is, yes, you're right on, on some things. Um, I love it when a blockbuster movie has intelligent things to say as well. Um, and really kind of, uh, you know, it makes you think, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, definitely. Because, I mean, you can have excellent blockbuster movies and not have that. And that's totally fine. There's, there's not, you don't have to be, you know, ask, you know, philosophical or questions, moral questions yeah. in order to be a good movie. Um, but when it's when you can do both, then you know, I'm all for it. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's me at the Chala. I think he was a, a great character. I really enjoyed him. As I said, I, I like the fact that he has real weakness and mm. moments of, of fragility, even though he's obviously so strong and able to fight. But, but his character, mental, yeah, mental fragility. It's um, it's not for him. I think. Yeah. Now, obviously, so I think he's sort of he's too nice to, and not that nice is bad, but like, is it to be a ruler? It has to be a ruthless streak in you, like he was with yeah. his brother. You know, he had to make a difficult decision, and he did it. Now, this year there was also real world tragedy, and it's, uh, you haven't seen him, the Black Panthers, and maybe you weren't aware, didn't pay attention, but I the actor, yeah, he passed away tragically yeah. of cancer, and. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a massive loss in every way. But I mean, he because he inspired a lot of people through this movie. But and just um, from a selfish standpoint, I'm, I feel terrible as well as obviously for the loss that he is. Uh, the loss of that he won't, he won't play be character. more characters. Now they literally announced tonight as a recording. We're tonight recording tonight. They announced that. The Black Panther 2 is definitely going ahead. This is an exclusive. But, yeah, but <laughs> is there anybody who has Twitter? Right, right? Sure. <laughs> no, we won't do one here until what, uh, Friday. Um, but uh, they've they've said that they're not going to recast. 
Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll move on with Black Panther mm. and Wakanda. Someone else will be ruler. Some a lot of people think that Shuri might take over because she, in the comics she does, um, she does take Thanks over. Sister, is it? Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, she very much. I mean, I don't think she was being set up in any way for that. Mm. <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see how they do it and how it, you know, her character changes or evolves. If it, it is her, maybe somebody else becomes. Mm. Be cool if it was like Mbaku or something. I think that'd be really cool as well. But yeah. I, I do think. It would be cool if Shuri takes over. I think it's the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that there is precedence in the comics as well. People can't complain and go, oh, you're casting a woman just because whatever. Um, it literally was done in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, it's going to be extremely interesting to see how they approach that. Because like literally, because no one in Marvel knew that he even was sick. Mm-hmm. So they were writing the movie with the plans of him being in it, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they lose. Like, but probably was a contract, contractual obligation as well. That maybe when he signed on to it, they maybe do another two movies or something as well. Oh, so yeah, they, he probably uh, was they always signed expect- on for. Yeah. yeah, obviously he didn't. You yeah. know, you, you know, but the, the characters always sign on for like three, four, five movies. Yeah, but um, yeah, so that, that real tragic um, underlining to the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the impact he had while he was alive, I mean, this movie was huge for so many people. Um, and I kind of, I mean, I remember when it came out, I was a little bit like, I didn't really get why it was so important in some ways. People said, like, oh, it's the first kind of um, black superhero movie. But obviously you had Blade beforehand and, mm-hmm. you know, there are, but... I think there was, it was, it was, Blade was kind of like, it was 80s, kind of more culty, kind of. This was a movie that everybody saw, and it was just about, you know, Africa and African people and African American people. And it, uh, and it kind of reminds me actually of the Irish kind of thing for us. Like, obviously, Ireland had a lot of tragedy as well, in, in a lot of ways, quite similar to the plight of African people. Mm. But I mean, so often I've thought, and I'm currently writing several pieces about Ireland, because there's not a lot of it there. As somebody, as a member of a community, of a, of a culture, of a, of a race, of a, you know, of a nation, you kind of two things. One, you want to write what you know, and two, you want to write what what isn't done a lot. I mean, because the whole thing when you're writing is you want to make something that's new and original. Mm-hmm. So there's been nothing like this ever done. So like, it makes total sense to do it. The same for me, like, you know, I'm currently writing a piece about Celtic. I mean, we did a movie about Celtic, uh, inspired by Celtic uh, folklore. Mm, and, figures and that. And because you don't see them. So it's interesting to do it. And obviously, if you're part of a culture, you don't want to do it. So mm. I think I, I understand it more now. And I think when I kind of think of where my brain goes when I want to create art, it's always like drawing on my cultural history. So mm. it makes perfect sense, yeah. really. But yeah, okay. Um, on that, I think we're ready to vote. Character vote. Um, this is tough. Um, this is tough. I, I, I think, I think that Tony, and Pepper are the real standouts, and uh, Jensen are the, are the real standouts in Iron Man. I think Tony is clearly the best character in Iron Man. Um, I think uh, Black Panther has so many characters and almost all of them are really good. Um, I think Eric is without doubt one of the best villains in the MCU. I would say along with Thanos and Loki, he's in the top three of best villains of any Marvel movie. Um, I 
Yeah, I think... I think Tony's the best character out of everybody. Mm. But I think Black Panther has more great character... Like, like, has more character work going on. And Eric's character is so good, along with T'Challa's and along with... Okoye and Nakia and, and Shuri and, and Ross and, and Claude and he's going uh, I, I, mean, I love them Baku I, I, really, I can't wait to see more I really hope we can see more of a Baku he's really intriguing um, mm-hmm. so I give it to Black Panther just from sheer volume but I think Tony overall was the best character yeah I, I think like Tony is a, the bre- like Robert Downey Jr. is brilliant but I think he doesn't have the supporting cast yeah. to help him that the other one has whereas the Black Panther the main character is really good. The villain is really good. Yeah. And then you've like three or four really good supporting characters on top of that as well. Yeah. Where I think on Iron Man, it said uh, that Yinsen yeah. is good, but, don't, but he's only there, he's not there for too long. Yeah. Um, Just the first actor, first yeah. half the first actor. And I think it's Tony, then it's Tony's story. Yeah. The, he's brilliant, but I think the supporting cast aren't as strong as in Black Panther. So I'd give it to Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think even like even a lesser movie than Black Panther that had like a really solid supporting cast wouldn't take it against Tony. I mean, you still needed to have really good characters. Yeah. Well. Like it wasn't just the fact that there was like a lot of solid characters. Yeah. Well, I think having a villain that was really yeah. strong. Yeah. Having a hero that's really interesting, mm. a villain that's really interesting, and supporting characters. Yeah. Like some of them are really great uh, facets to them. Mm. It just you couldn't go any other way. So that makes it three all. And we go to, I think, the second ever tiebreaker or is it third ever? How do we decide this again? I think we went for which movie we thought was better overall. Do you want to go first? Do I go first? You can go first. Okay. Um, so which movie I thought was better? This is very hard to do because yeah. Iron, Iron Man has been... And I don't know, for me also, I've seen Iron Man in what, six, seven other Marvel movies since. So I have to try and separate all of that, all of his story arc, and just take just a snip of Iron Man, because it's not fair otherwise to compare. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then also I've seen Black Panther more recently, so it's kind of it's like fresher in my. I don't say more recently. I mean, is I've seen it. I feel like less familiar with it, so mm-hmm. it feels kind of more new to me. Mm-hmm. Iron Man feels like something I've known for so well. I have for over a decade. Um, so it's kind of difficult but I, if I was to say if you ask me right now which movie would I say is overall a better movie I think I'd have to go with Black Panther I just think the um, it doesn't descend it ascends as the movie goes on and Iron Man descends in the third act and because of that overall I think it's stronger just but it's mm. very close very close Um uh... Yeah, probably go along the same sentiment. I think it, Black Panther has a solid foundation the whole way through. Yeah. Iron Man has it up to a point yeah. and the Got final bit, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's when he lets it down. Like, I think it is a fantastic film up until that point. Up until Obadiah goes stupid, it's a phenomenal film. And then mm-hmm. it becomes, it's fine. But the start of it is so good. It's, it's, I would still call it an excellent film. But it's funny though because you could ask me in next week yeah, and like a change I find it's very close like I remember beforehand I was thinking before we did before we started recording I asked myself the question if it was tiebreak who are you going to pick and I said Iron Man and that's what I said that was my gut 
but just in the discussion and kind of feeding off of your energy and, and my own thoughts that, that form it's interesting because I, I voted for Ireland on two of the three categories yeah. as well so it kind yeah. of shows how how close, close it really yeah, is that's what yeah, yeah. I mean like, you're talking about like I mean a flip of a coin mm. almost for me yeah. well just not quite just because the third act is so poor even though there are some elements that I still like but just overall it, it's not up to scratch for the rest of the movie mm. or the three acts of Black Panther so Black Panther takes it by a hair. Penalty shooter. One of the closest we've ever had. Penalty shooter with a sudden death. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. Seeing your reaction, you're dipping your toes into the MCU. Um, I I think it won't be the last time we dip in, but we might have to try and figure out a way of doing it because it's hard for me to introduce you to movies where you have to have seen nine or ten other ones beforehand in order to see it. So. I have a couple of ideas mulling. I won't reveal them just yet. Uh, I've tried to convince Liam to do them. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens. We'll definitely will be doing Marvel in some way in the future. That's that's well a doubt. And also, we we won't tie ourselves just to the MCU either. We've got a few early Marvel movies uh, on, on the list. I'll say just outright X-Men will feature. I mean, the original 2000 X-Men and 2001 Spider-Man will both Feature was it 2002 Spider Man? I think, uh, is it 2002? I thought 2001 because remember the poster, the, the, the original poster for Spider Man well, and the way between maybe, the two towers, maybe, yeah. But that was September, so maybe it makes sense. It probably was 2002, it might been advertised in 2001. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Um, but yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Well, yeah, it's always cool to kind of go in, um, blind, yeah, blind on two films, yeah. Um, and then kind of did it surprise you because you've obviously avoided MCU for a reason for some I mean obviously just kind of never really draw yeah never it's never really drawn me in so was there you you saw more you see why it's popular now maybe oh yeah you tell me they're popular like I think like Iron Man had a fantastic title or central character yeah that was really well done and then I think um uh, Black Panther didn't have the commentary I think was yeah. the strongest part yeah. of that yeah. you know and what I was saying yeah. so they both had elements that really worked you know what I mean yeah very much so yeah um, yeah okay so that's it for Iron Man versus Black Panther but next week we are going into our Christmas season, season. and we're starting off with two hilarious <laughs> Family favourites in our house. They are Larry is tremendous fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. We're doing Father Ted every episode. <laughs> um, what yeah, are we so it's uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation versus Bad Santa. I mean, they're perfect match. Oh, I can't wait to dive into these. Mm. Um, I actually haven't seen Bad Santa in about three or four years, and same and for Christmas yeah, Vacation it's been either. Too. As I said, these are these are two huge family favourites in our mm. house. Um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to doing it again. Go back to a comedy, and even though Marvel always have elements of comedy in them, mm. these not actually both of these, they have, Marvel have a kind of more comedic ones than these. These two actually have less comedy than than normal, I would say. But um, I'm looking forward to going back into comedy because we've only done like one comedy so far, haven't we? 
Uh, well, we did summer and summer exporter and cable. Yeah. That's the only comedy we've done so far. So yeah. I, I'm enjoying. I'm looking forward to getting yeah. back into comedy and kind of the Christmas uh, season. Yeah, so yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's what what's the date? It's the 11th of October of this of October, 11th of December. When we're recording this, so it's it's time. To, it's not. That's one thing I was worried about when we we're doing it was when we we're watching uh, um, Christmas movies in in November. And I was like, oh, mm. you know, we're going to be going too early into this. So uh, no, yeah. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, next Friday yeah yeah that's pretty much it that's so it. yeah we'll uh, so that's the end of the podcast then we'll leave it we'll leave it we'll leave we'll, 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 we'll leave it leave it there so we'll leave it there so